Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. This episode of The Sunranto Show was brought to you by all of our Patreon subscribers, who we call the Super Ranters. So who are the Super Ranters? Well, the Super Ranters, not only do they support us financially, but they get, in return, their own RSS feed and get the show early and ad-free delivered to their inbox or podcatcher. They get bonus content like Sunranto shorts and my parody songs and uh, exclusive access to our private Discord channel, which uh, we've been using a ton, and uh, you're missing everything because we have post-show discussions on there pretty much after every single show. We hang out with some great Cubs fans and have a good time over there. Uh, plus, we chat all day long about the Cubs. It's what we're doing instead of just basically giving it all to Mark Zuckerberg or uh, Elon Musk over at Twitter and Facebook. We have our own private situation, and it's much better that way. And you should join it by becoming a Patreon patron for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash sunranto. There are perks at every level. $5 gets you the Cubs parody songs before the rest of the world. $10 Super Ranters are recognized by name at the end of all of our shows. And um, also $12 gets you the Sun Ranto Ranter calendar uh, every single year. Uh, at much higher levels, you can even place an advertisement about anything you want during our shows. Um, you get our show notes. You get uh, pics and videos that we use to produce the live show. And here's the most important part. 10% of all the Patreon money is tithed directly to the Lost Boys Baseball Club on the south side of Chicago, uses baseball uh, and socio-emotional learning to help decrease violence and improve the social conditions of young people in Chicago. It's one of Sunranto's missions to serve our community, and this is how we do it. Um, it costs us money to put on this show and lots of time to produce a great Cubs fan podcast. And frankly, a penny a download from like the podcast advertiser people uh, and talking about, uh, I'm talking about gan gambling syndicates and dick pill companies. Well, you know what? That's not, not enough to keep Sunranto's show independent on the air uh, because we've got hosting fees and streaming fees and equipment and tickets and beer and batteries and guitar strings and all those things we need to do to uh, keep this show on the air. So become a super ranter at patreon.com slash sunranto. Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Sunranto. Become a part of our Patreon family for the 2023 season. And please help us produce the Sunranto show. If each one of you would buy us um, one of those $12 plus tax beers at Wrigley for doing the Sunranto show, then just join the $3 level. Three bucks a month that we each get a beer at Wrigley a year on you. Um, so it only seems fair. Patreon.com slash Sunranto, Patreon.com slash Sunranto, Patreon.com slash Sunranto. And if you subscribe today, you'll never have to hear me ask you to become a Patreon patron again. So stop making me waste your time. Sign up for as little as $1 a month at Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Join us today. Enjoy the show. Cubby blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. 
We've shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go, Cubby Sun Rental. Michael Cotton. Sun Rental. Michael Cotton. Sun Rental and the lovable Lucy. Mucho Scully. Sun Rental. Michael. Sun Rental. Cotton. Sun Rental and the lovable Lucy. Michael Cotton. Welcome to the 11th season of the Sun Ranto Show. It is 2023. Um, I, I, I feel like you just told us like two weeks ago that was the 10th. I know, I know, but I counted wrong, I realized. So this whole time, <laughs> we, we didn't even celebrate our 10th year. Listen, I spent a lot of the time drunk, so I, I'm not sure. I lost track of years. I, it, we I started had a great in, idea for a Sun Ranto 10 shirt. I mean, well, too bad you missed your opportunity. We had the because we started in 2013, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. This is the, the 11th year. So that's how numbers work. But, you know, usually, uh, you know, I'm just I'm always bad at that decade thing. Yeah. Anyway, hi, I'm I'm Danny Rocket. I'm the host of the longest running podcast in baseball, probably. Uh, we'll just go with that. And <laughs> this show is brought to you by our 103 Patreon supporters. I am joined tonight by the infield fly girl. I got Cubes fan in the corner and uh, Billy DeVore. A Reds fan who, for some reason, is here because uh, the Cubs side Tucker Barnhart. So I'm like, hey, come on and tell us all about him, Danny. But I want you to introduce me as the longest running co-host of the Sunrise Show. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> You've been here been since so many over the years. It's want... true. You're uh, you're the uh, 2014 was your first year, right? Yeah, I want my I'm on my trophy. So yeah. Cotton, you know, you talked about a 10th anniversary shirt. No, 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 no. Just do a. It says uh, 10th anniversary plus one. And there you go. Yeah, exactly. It's like extra innings. Well, but okay. Yeah. that That's not a bad idea, but I also have a, a, an idea for 11. It's the uh, uh, Spinal Tap amp. This goes to 11. Ranto, <laughs> and then there's an 11 on the dial. Well, um, the dial's so this- a baseball bat. I've got there exciting go. news just to, to start out the new year is that we're going to start out the Patreon prize of the month with a bang. Okay. I Whoa. got a Nico Horner bobblehead in my hands. This is worth $1 million because there's it's made of gold. I guarantee inside this box is a gold Nico Horner. Which is $280,000 more than Nico Horner will actually make to play this year. Yes. In his whole career. <laughs> uh, and, um, so anyway, yeah, that is the Patreon prize of this month. You have to be a Patreon uh, member. It'd go to patreon.com slash sunranzo like 103 other people did. And uh, subscribe to us and uh, help keep the lights on on the show. As always, hashtag chance in the chat. And you could win a Frank Chance uh, postcard sent to you by me with a message of love and doom. And... Uh, so hashtag chance to get that in there in the chat right now. We will pick the winner of that at the end of the show. And then at the end of it all, at the end of the whole year, 
you will have a chance to win another million dollar prize. It's going to be incredible for you. <laughs> and then, um, so I'm just wondering, happy new year, everybody. Uh, did anybody get any fun, like Cubs gear for Christmas or anything? I haven't seen you guys feel like forever. Yeah. It's weird when we take a week off, it's like two weeks between the shows is, is a little too long, even in the off season, but yeah, I'm rocking mine. This is what I got. Nice. What color is that? It's that like orangish blue. It's like a red. Is it red or blue? It's like it's dark actually red. Green and red. It's Christmas colors, but it's like a oh, wow. like an olive kind of a dark foresty olive green, and then uh, a, a brighter red. It doesn't pop in the uh, light on the camera very well. Yeah, but I actually I, saw it at, at the stadium uh, outside the stadium at one of the booths, and I decided not to get it because. It was stupid to buy a hat at that moment. And then I was pissed about it ever since. And then I ended up getting it for Christmas. Nice. That's now that's, that's a good family. You got there, Michael, to do that for you. Uh, IFG, what'd you get? This uh, is from my secret renter. Ooh, it's oh, like nice. the, the old 1908 cap. Yeah, but it's all like gray and broken in feeling already. So it's yep. already like distressed. I believe I, I have one of those that I love. I've been wearing it for like six, seven years, they last. They're, it's amazing. I love forty-seven. I think I like. I think I like forty-seven way better than uh, New Era. Uh, so, Facebook user, uh, not sure who that is, but they got an obvious shirts one twenty hat. Those are good. Those are great too. That's almost that they same are. kind of lower style. Um, I didn't really get anything for Christmas uh, Cubs related, but I did manage to to get some a. Uh, post Christmas sales going on at the lid store cleaned up. Okay. Show me, show me, show me. All right. He's he's wearing his Guy Fieri. First, I got my Guy Fieri (laughs) visor, which which I'm going to describe this for the podcast listeners. It's like one of those hats that, you know, it looks like you've got the spiky, like gray monster hair coming out of the top, but it's a visor. I literally look like that hat right now. Like my hair <laughs> is the same. It's like balding and just kind of like Guy Fieri-ish. And it's coming out of the top of the visor. Uh, $7.50 for this visor. Seven fifty. Yes. Brand new Which visor. Which makes that sticker that says $15. False advertisement. Exactly. Well, I, like, I like that $50 sticker because don't the kids keep it on just to show you how much they paid? And I'm like, eh, I'm the opposite. I, like, I don't want to show you how rich I am. I want to show you how, how thrifty I was. <laughs> yeah, well, now you have to rip it in half. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. $1. Um, Artie Boucher said uh, Secret Ranger got him cub shorts. Very nice. Um, so I'm going to keep showing and telling here. Um, this, uh, this, uh, it's like a zip up hoodie. Oh, that's you dope. See it says Cubs down the side. It's got a little Cubs logo, it's like a gray and blue, um, $20. And these are all things you bought for yourself. All for myself. So, but this was, I bought it for myself because it was on suicide sale. It was like 40% off what was already marked down by 50. So like basically down to like, you know, a fraction of what it once was, what it once was, um, uh, I got uh, you saw this at the beginning of the show, this uh, water bottle, which, by the way, it's like a little Cubs. What do they call this? This kind of doll. It's like a style. Oh, I don't know. Cupid? No, it's not a Cupid doll. 
1940. It's like 1940 style with the big guys. Almost looks like a bobblehead. Like a Hummel figurine, or yeah, Hummel. Yeah, it kind of looks like that. He's got like the chubby cheeks. He's a little, little stocky, yeah. and and he looks mean. He's holding the baseball, and he's got a glove, and there, there's a straw out at the top of his head because you drink out of the guy. You could put your Malort in there, and and you just <laughs> sip away. But um, let me let this guy. How much do you think I paid for him? Three fifty. That would be too much. IFG, what do you got? Uh, oh man, one dollar. I'm, I'm taking the one dollar. The... Okay, you're you're doing the prices right. Prices right. I'm gonna say it's sixty nine cents. Oh, oh. Then, since since uh, Billy overbid slightly, <laughs> just slightly, <laughs> which means IFG win? is the winner. Yeah, <laughs> this cost two dollars and like sixty cents, and I only had one up at the register because I thought it was going to be five dollars, and I was like, yeah, for five bucks I'll get one. You know, it's cute and whatever. I could you know drink out of it on my porch, and then <laughs> he's like, actually, it's forty percent off of that, so it makes it like. 278 or something like that so i end up with this thing for two so i bought all of them i bought 12 so i'll be giving these, be giving these away everybody's getting everybody's getting these yeah everybody's gonna get one not everybody just just the 12 disciples um so that's one a month that uh, the amazon winner every month gets one of those that's what i was thinking except for i want to send three to my uh nieces and nephews so i i got nine of them just, I can get us through the season. Just, much. R- just rig work. that thing like you always do anyway so that your nieces and nephews win. Win. Yeah, because uh, no, they're not allowed to watch this show. So <laughs> so, so I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't get any red stuff because that would mean stores would have it in stock oh, yeah. in general. In Cincinnati? Yeah. It's just not <laughs> like a thing. Literally nothing in Cincinnati. It's no, all Bengals probably, right? Dude, it's all black and orange. It's bananas. Yeah, it doesn't um, surprise me. I mean, the Reds, they had that issue with the with the the owner, still have the same owner saying uh that you know, where are you gonna go? And then no. yeah, it's, well, it's well, tough I, times. I, I will say this though, when you go to a Reds game, you never have to worry about anyone almost dying on the field. So well, that's a plus. Because I great. was at that I was at that game on Monday. Oh my oh, god, no. you were? Uh-huh. Oh, it, it was crazy. Like they just didn't let anybody know what was going on. Like you could see, like look down, like they kept cutting away, but from, from the nosebleeds, you could see them doing CPR on that guy. Oh my God. Yes. That is horrifying. That was, that was really horrifying. And uh, you know, I've I've never seen anything like that happen really in professional sports, you know? Um, So I I like this, uh, not to switch gears totally, but I like what David Elliott said. He said that the Danny's logic on buying the cups is the same way Jed signs players. Just find a cheap one and get as many as you can of them. Um, 40% discount, fill the cart. I mean, that's exactly what they did with Hosmer. Once they realized they didn't actually have to pay his contract, they could get him for, you know, pennies on the dollar. Yeah. Very few pennies on the, on those dollars. But uh, yeah, then that's when they said, okay, we'll go for Hosmer. Yeah. Yeah. Hosmer's made is going to make more next year for the Cubs than I've made in my entire life. So I'm really not like, you know, so it's probably close. I would say Uh, I got two more show and tell items. Then I'm good. I'm really excited about this one, but I really need some opinions. What do you think of this one? It's just a picture. Tie dye. That is. That's dope. Now it's something tie dye hoodie. Yellow, pink, blue, swirly, like tie dye. And um, what 
the guy told me in the store and look, I'm wearing the, I'm wearing a shirt too. I bought yeah. two tie dyes. Actually. I got a shirt <laughs> tie dye too. Cause the guy told me, he goes at the beginning of the year, we got a bunch of tie dye stuff in and um, nobody bought it. And I was like, that's cause it was $75. Like nobody's yeah. going to spend $75 on a tie dye hoodie. I'll spend $20 on it, which is what it cost me. The shirt, Three fifty, so yeah. like it marked down from like forty or something like that. So somebody thought tie dyes were going to be big, and they were wrong. And then this is my last thing. Yeah, I just really like girls. I just really like the word art perspective of the Cubs on that. It does. It's like yeah, the it's C very, is big. It's and it very goes Windows up. ninety eight Microsoft Word. <laughs> <laughs> the nineties are back, don't you know? No, I was going <laughs> to say they they totally thought they were going to nail the. The hippie teenage girl, uh, pro, you know, uh, demographic. Now I can't. The demographic. God damn! What am I doing <laughs> with my words? I'm not drinking tonight. That's, <laughs> your, problem. That's your problem. Maybe you yeah, should start. Dry January. I don't drink that Mountain Dew. That'll kill you faster. Yeah. Um, the the last thing I want to show is now I did spend a little bit more money on this because it's actually a winter coat. Like it's a it's a heavier coat, but it was still marked down from like uh, a lot. So I got this coat for sixty dollars, which is a lot of money to spend on a coat. But you expect to spend at least that much on a co- on a regular coat, probably that's good. But this is it's a nice coat. Um, so it's blue. It's got like evil Knievel sleeves, like a white stripe <laughs> down the side with like red stripes going, uh, along it. There's a little Cubs logo, the walking bear up on the, uh, the breast there. The, it's got a red collar. Um, here's the back of the coat, which is just a giant oh. classic Cubs logo. You can kind of see more of like the obtuse, uh, styling of the sleeves on it and um so yeah 60 bucks and it's padded so it, it's warm it's windbreaker and uh it's reversible so i can turn it inside out and i want to show this side because the other side is just boring it has a cubs logo and that's it nah right. so but it, that's but i can put my uh you know sunscreen flask right there in the in the second in the inside pocket there so i'll be good <laughs> yeah, your sunscreen <laughs> flask when it, when you're there in april yeah <laughs> hey you never know when the sun's going to poke out and give you a bird. I mean, I haven't seen the sun since November. So, <laughs> so anyway, I think I did pretty well. Um, yeah. Artie says it's fashion catwalk tonight. We should have one of those nights where we just like put on pumping music and just like show <laughs> off all our stuff and have like a ch- somebody changing us in the back so we can get changed real quick and come out. I like it. So, Anyway, he just uh, wants somebody to put his clothes on and off for him. Exactly. It's kind of my thing. <laughs> Infant, infantilism. Um, so uh, <laughs> it's taking a dark turn. Um, so uh, anyway, that's that's uh, what I got for Christmas. Or, and I only got it for myself. Um, so uh, we got to talk about the Cubs a little bit. I did promise everybody that we would. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, well, it's almost I mean, like it's what this show is about. Well, I mean, it's it's an awkward conversation when you start getting into the Cubs because I had this thought today that I wrote down, and it's like uh, this off season is like you know seeing a mirage, like way off in the distance, and you're walking through the desert, and or the, the or the oasis, you know, it's it's the oasis you see in the in in the distance, and you're walking and you're walking and you're walking, and no matter. How much you walk, you just never seem to get to this oasis because it is a mirage. Um, so, 
So that's kind of where I'm at with where we are, you know, because it's like the joke said about the too many cups. It's, you know, just at discount prices. That's Eric Cosmer. Um, I don't know. First thoughts, IFG? Um, Move I'm, the needle. God, I just – this course, if we're not, not going to be good, at least spare me from a full season of listening to Cubs Twitter bitch about Eric Cosmer grounding out. <laughs> well, let's talk about Eric Cosberg crowding out real quick. Here's Jason Hayward's ground ball rate uh, from 2016 to 2022. It's 47.2%. Not great. Not what you want to see. We were all frustrated by that. But Eric Cosmer's ground ball rate from 2016 to 2022 is 56.8%, which is higher um, by a lot. And um, that's from Aldo Soldo, who says, I'm sorry, but no, L-A-M-O. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Bernie Barron. No, it's not better than what we had. That's that's worse. That number well, being big is a bad thing. Well, uh, I don't know. It's better than what we had in the sense that we didn't really have anybody at first. Now we have somebody. I just don't know if it's, I mean, <laughs> you're, you're uh, forgetting one giant thing here with that ground ball rate. He's a left handed batter. And what the is shift. gone? Yeah, I know the shift. Come on. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, so that what now he's gonna bat four hundred. Now he's Ted Williams all of a sudden. Like, <laughs> or, or did they just figure out where to where to get him? He can return to form and bat around two ninety. Yeah. No. He could stand in Mash Mervis's way because you know how much <laughs> this club loves to tout out a good clubhouse guy onto the field over and over and over again, despite how many young promising people we have standing behind him. And they, and they want to hold, you know, Mervis back because they want him there for the entire window, not too early, right? Yeah, exactly. And uh, it's Andrelton Simmons style, like, hey, let's pick up this veteran who, you know, kind of has but had a couple off years, you know, maybe was hurt, you know, whatever it would be, and uh, you know, yeah, but let him let him block guys for not give them experience at the major league game level when it doesn't really matter. That's right, the frustrating right. thing. It's like, just throw his ass out there. But we saw what happens when that happens. Like with Al Moore, they're like, they'd only play him every day and not, and not platoon him. And then like they did that. And it was just like, Oh, Madden was right. <laughs> he shouldn't play yeah. that. So um, here, let, let me give you a couple of stats here real quick. Um, the Cubs out of the first base position last year, uh, slashed a 223, 288, 339, for a 627 OPS with a 69 OPS plus. Nice. Um, so yeah, that's, that's probably, I mean, but that's still really bad. And um, that's mostly uh, uh, Higgins, Rivas and Schwindel who are all DFA'd. We'll talk about Higgins in a little bit. Um, but uh, I liked what Sahadev Sharma said about the ad, because it is an upgrade. Not much of one, but it is an upgrade from what was there last year. If you have Mervis and uh, and Hosmer, but um, <laughs> Sahadev said that the Cubs have now raised the floor of the team, <laughs> and, and I was like, that is my favorite 20, 2023 <laughs> slogan that I've ever heard. Raise the floor with the twenty twenty three Cubs. <laughs> it might not be as bad as you think it is. Yeah. Oh my god, it is. <laughs> 
It's not going to be that bad. <laughs> well, they're higher. not even saying that. They're not even saying it's not going to be that bad. They're just saying it might be slightly less catastrophic than we're making it out right. to be. <laughs> yeah, you could have added two more wins. Yeah. It could be worse. <laughs> so yeah. that brings us to what? 75? Oh, no, they add Dansby to 78. We're yeah. almost 500, Ooh. fellas. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> No, We're getting uh, there. I um, think it's funny though that stat you put up there about Hayward. Like, I'll put it up again. Every, so everybody has been wanting to get rid of Hayward for years. The year that they're like, you know what, Jason, you're gone. We're just going to pay your last year. You're not going to be here. Go away. Fine. And then they pick up Bellinger, who hit worse than Hayward yes last year and and uh for the last couple of years. And now Hosmer that has a way worse ground ball rate. And it's like. As soon as we get rid of Hayward, we start to realize, oh, there were worse hitters out there. And now we have <laughs> he them. He wasn't the worst. I mean, by some <laughs> metrics, a couple of and those years, spending, he was the worst. And we're we spending could sign more Almora money. again. We're spending <laughs> more money on him. Yeah, that's right. Almora was the worst hitter that one year, wasn't he? Like, yeah. by, by uh, you know, stats. <laughs> 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 but, um, Here's the I'm going to put up just uh, Hosmer's stats real quick. I mean, he's been around for a while. 2011 came up when he was 21 with the Royals. He won the World Series. He was an all star. He won gold gloves despite uh, by many a metric um, and uh, and definitely this photograph that I'm showing right now that he's not (laughs) the best first baseman (laughs) in the world for the podcast listeners. uh, There's George. tweeted out good luck with this Dansby and like Hosmer's basically just on the wrong side of the base well, <laughs> playing first base while he's trying to feel the ball from across the way I'm sure something weird happened on this play and that it's not it no it was as bad like as it looked I remember it really <laughs> <laughs> it was completely inexplicable just just bad well and and that was that's kind of the knock on him is is defensively uh it says um the advanced metrics of, of recent campaigns have not been kind to Hosmer's work. Despite his four gold glove awards over the last two seasons combined, he has produced minus nine defensive runs saved and minus two outs above average. So he's he's a negative in the field, actually. It's kind of – I don't like the way that that sentence is written. Like, it makes it sound like he's gotten two gold gloves – or he's gotten gold gloves in the last few seasons. His gold gloves were half a decade ago or more. Like, yeah. it, he has thing, not right? been good for a very long time. 2017 was the last one. Yeah. No, it sounded like he got four of them in the last two years, and I'm like, where are they going with this one? Yeah, well <laughs> – well, you know, they, they're trying to spin it. I mean, this is from the Cubs, uh, for example. Uh, this is from the Cubs website. Last year, he was one of baseball's hottest hitters out of the chute, batting 377 with a 994 OPS through my, May 13th. And then it was like, just over a month. And, th- and then it goes on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For first five weeks, he was incredible. Now you remember the season started late too because of the the lockout. Oh, he, it wasn't th- even a month. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't even a month. month. It was just about a month. He hit. Then he hit two twenty two with a five ninety six OPS in seventy three games the rest of the way. So it's like overall two sixty eight, three thirty four, three eighty two, eight homers. I mean, that's not a lot of pop, you know. You want to get over that, you know, get into the double digits at least to be like. Eh. But, yeah, but it's not like he was playing it. But it's not like he was playing in a massive ballpark in San Diego. Oh wait, he was. He was, yeah. But then he was over in Boston, which maybe 
That's well, he better. played for like, well, he also got roadblocked by a young feller out there. And, uh, oh, what's his face? Uh, Nikki oh. for the Red Sox. I forget. I'm having a brain fart, but they brought up a young guy as well. And they were like, yeah, we'll just let the Padres keep eating this money. So, yeah, he's, he's just, and, and that's the idea. But, it, you know, the only thing about this guy, it's we've heard of him. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, uh, you know, that's kind of, that excites a lot of Cub fans, you know. Alfie Campos uh, says, most importantly, does he improve the infield as one of the best looking set of guys in the MLB? Ooh, I've know. seen him up close and personal, and that is him and Dansby. Those are some pretty hot guys. You know, I don't much care for Eric Hosmer, the person, but from a purely objective standpoint, he's rather pretty. Okay. He is. I just brought up his pictures. He, he is a good looking guy. And, yeah. And, he, uh, he's married to a, a Fox, uh, a Fox, Fox news. news anchor. No, it's at least oh, sports. Oh, like something. she does sports. At, okay. At least. It's, it's not like, it's not like she's on, uh, you know, you know, Tucker Carlson, like spewing <laughs> anti-vax hate or something. I mean, at least not on the, on, on her job. Like maybe she does that at home on Twitter because Eric Cosmer apparently does because his Twitter is shut down. Um, I'm putting up a picture of his account suspended. Um, that's still on his baseball reference page. The the link to his Twitter that's suspended. So maybe they that want to has to have that. happened recently. It was only a little while ago that he went around blocking most of Padres Twitter, but I thought Elon is letting everybody say everything now. That's what I thought. Yeah, he, well, he was retweeting Kanye lyrics, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then, you know, K Kanye, uh, I mean, Kanye, Hosmer, <laughs> Hosmer um, it is, I guess, friends with Strowman, because Strowman kind of came to his rescue when people when got on Twitter, because everybody, everybody's always going to jump all over everything, and sometimes rightfully so, but everybody jumped all over uh, Hosmer's maybe difficult past with uh, maybe a run in he had with Eno Saris that I want you to talk about, Michael, because you had brought it to my attention. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, Marcus Stroman went out with his tinfoil foil hat on and said, he's an unbelievable human being. Articles written by biased media members incorporating their own perspective should never be, should never been set, seen as credible. It's how the industry operates and feeds their gullible fan base. No facts, just opinions from these lame media members. So apparently we're we're all gullible. So that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, uh, Danny, I think IFG brought this up to you. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, she, okay. She, put it, she put it in there. You put it in the notes. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the green notes. Uh, so what happened yeah, here? No, uh, you know, Sarah, this was, gosh, this was almost a decade ago, uh, maybe more, like back 2013 or 2014, something like that. Um, where he was just like writing a an article about ground balls for, I think he was working for Fangraphs at the time. And uh, ended up in like a position to interview Billy Butler and in the middle of, the interview Hosmer is like roasting him from the other table and like there's a there's an article out there I'll repost it um, I screenshotted one of your quotes you on it and it's kind yeah, of messed so up this is Hosmer talking while he was uh, playing with the Royals and See, he says yeah I'll let you read it 
Are you on too? Okay. Um, said so I I didn't know who exactly was talking. This is Eno, but the tone of the stream and the intent was clear. This is Hosmer. We get paid to put barrels on balls, man. What the fuck is this guy talking about? Walk rates, ground ball rates. It sounds like he should be on our show. <laughs> we gotta yeah, get him on Sunranto. Yeah, you're gonna love this dude. Yeah. Barrels, dude. <laughs> barrels. What's up with his hair? If you've never seen Yosiris's hair, it's like quite curly and big. Uh, and then he goes, "Must be because he's Greek, yeah, or blind." I, I feel some... like that I... had to have been him saying he must be a geek. No, no, no. It's it's Greek. Uh, it's a callback to earlier in the article. You know, talks about mistaking Hosmer for Mike Mustakas, and so when he runs into him again, he says, "Oh, actually, I'm Greek too." <laughs> And it was oh, like, oh, okay. Because I, I was like, what is him being Greek have to do with? Also, it's all Greek you, to me. How do you mix those two up? He, because it was 2013 and he didn't know who my, who Hosmer was at the time. Yeah. So That's like his he, like, second year. To, yeah. Yeah. He had to like Google a picture of him. I don't know. It's a whole thing. Read the article. So I'm just envisioning, <laughs> I'm envisioning 40 pounds overweight Mike Moustakis at this point. <laughs> <laughs> bloated four year 64 million dollar contract mike moustakis <laughs> yeah um so then uh yeah no you saw a lot of that mike moustakis <laughs> not <laughs> really he was hurt <laughs> <laughs> but when you get to that oh, size man. and it makes it harder to run but <laughs> so uh Anyway, uh, Hosmer goes on. Uh, these are stupid, some stupid questions, man. I never heard anything like this. Dude needs to shut up bothering us about ground ball rates, man. Barrels, dude. Barrels, nutsacks, more like. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, he really does sound like he'd be fun on the show. I don't mean, but, but yeah, he's, he, maybe, but that's an asshole. I hate when dudes are just like big timing and the, you think you're all you know, just this big dude now that you're on this baseball team and everybody's supposed to love you and kiss your ass. It's just like, no, man. It's like you're you a guy with to... a job. It's a cool job, but you're a guy with a job. <laughs> yeah, and, and so I don't know if that's what was – I mean, it just, I hate that shit. Anyway, that's all I'm yeah. – but so he's got some controversy around him. We'll see, we'll see if, if him and Stroh end up storming the Capitol or something, <laughs> trying to re, trying to rein, reinstate Trump or something oh, like that. God bless the sports so, writers. <laughs> so I met Eric Hosmer once. This is my Eric Hosmer story. I was I'm so excited. So uh, when he was 17, probably, you know, 18 at the time, Cincinnati has this select baseball team called the Midland, uh, what was then called and probably still is, we're in Ohio, Indians. And they pool <laughs> players from across the country. And my buddy, Ryan, who I played high school ball with, was friends with Eric. He came in and played for the summer. Well, I threw a party at my house. My parents were out of town. And Eric came over. And my buddy, Matt, and I whooped his ass in beer pong. <laughs> <laughs> in beer pong. Now, I mean, Sorry, no, I was I mean, laughing before beer saying, pong, but also funny. <laughs> what is that, dude? Not even like, like it was an embarrassment. They only made one cup. They only had one turn to throw. My buddy and I were just so locked in. And then next thing you know, we clean the slate. We shake hands. And then we see cop lights coming through the windows. <laughs> I've had that happen. And oh, Eric God. Hosmer and I ran from the police. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's a hell of a see. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, okay, get him on the show. You gotta get him on the show. I assume he I was way faster than you. So he was. 
And but I was also a spry 18 year old who had 60 less pounds. But last year I'm in the Diamond Club, so I'm two rows behind home plate, and he's legging out from second coming home, and he busts it, and he leans up against like he comes in real fast, and it goes up against the netting, and leans in. He goes, "Oh, I'm too old for this shit." And I lead up and I say, I remember when we ran together. Remember me beating you in beer pong? And he just went, what? And then just walked away. (laughs) (laughs) This guy. (laughs) I honestly want to do that to any any ball player I get close to now. (laughs) Do you remember when I beat you in beer pong? Because you're going to be like, what the fuck? I guess I was drinking. have you, I mean, I, there's been many a time that people will come up to me and tell me, hey, you remember when this happened? And I was like, I have no clue. And it's like a really big deal to them. It was the greatest night ever. And I was like, just kind of didn't register. Like, like you know, no, we could all guess some reasons why I might not remember the certain yeah. evenings. You know, those yeah, I, have all the, I have that happen all the time. They're like, Billy, do you remember this? And I'm like, no. And then my wife will be like, it was our wedding. I'll be like, well, <laughs> well you know, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Things got out of hand. What can I tell you? <laughs> Real quick. So, um, speaking of out of hand, the the Cubs uh, have have a new catcher. I don't know. That was a terrible uh, segue. But um, <laughs> speaking of out of hand, here's a guy with hands, uh, Tucker Barnhart. Uh, hopefully, he's got some good uh, hands. Um, I'm going to put up his stats. Uh, Billy, you watched him play on the Reds from 2014 through 2021. So that's a fair amount of time ages 23 to 30 is currently 31 or turning 32 i guess it's a better way to put it because on the cubs now so i mean he's no wilson Contreras, but how, how do you feel <laughs> billy tell me about what you think I, about tucker dude i love tucker barnhart he might not be as productive if you look at that uh what was that his 21 season might have been his best offensively uh, negative. His 17 season was better, but I mean, the guy is a left-handed hitter who will favor from the shift disappearing. He's going to, that's just going to happen. But him behind the plate, he went from in 2018 when framing became a metric. Um, he was in the bottom third of it and he was like, how do I fix this? How do I get better? Spent the entire off season and became the second best framer in all of catcher that catching that next year. The guy works hard. The guy's got great hands. The guy knows how to call a game. He is a perfect dude to have as a platoon catcher. Great clubhouse guy on top of it too. Um, I mean, he's not, like you said, no Wilson Contreras, but if you could get somebody like Tucker Barnhart in your clubhouse and behind the dish with young pitching, that's the idea to have, and that's the guy you would want to have. And he's with Gomes, too. So you got the lefty bat with Barnhart and then the Gomes platoon left and right, and then they're both veteran catchers. Um, I, I mean, you needed somebody. I mean, it just it, it'll always be like, where's Wilson kind of thing right now. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't – I was he's I was happy they <laughs> – Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, what any, and I don't know. How do you, how's everybody else feeling? Like, I mean, I, I like the move. It just doesn't, none of this excites me, you know, like I was excited when we used to sign really big players for lots of money. And, you know, this is like, Hey, we got, we got Tucker Barnhart heard of him too. I would have been really excited if uh, he was platooning back there with Wilson, you know, yeah. like it's, it's the gomes of it all, right? Like because of that, 
Sure. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know. It's, it's just like, he's going to be the bat first catcher. <laughs> he's, he's your offensive catcher now. Like if you know, yeah. and you're looking at it going <laughs> Barnhart is, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. gonna Which, be tough. Yeah, Barnhart that's, that's, that's with a lowercase O, everybody. Just so you know, right. yeah. like with, with <laughs> Barnhart being our offensive catcher and Eric Hosmer being our DH of the very near future, God willing. Um, you know, the, what's that like nine home runs to replace yeah. Wilson? Yeah, yeah. Al- Alfie uh, Alfie Campos says we don't need offense from the catcher position. That's what the DH is for. Well, I hate to tell you, Alfie, our DH is Nick Madrigal. <laughs> so, <laughs> so in yes, theory, we agree going. with you at this point in, in how baseball works, but in reality, it's just not going our way. Um, now, so I mean, I I do like to move, and I do what you just said about the young pitcher situation. When you got the old catchers and the young pitcher, we saw that work really well with David with David Ross, you know, and I think that we can know, know that that's probably a good idea. This isn't that team yet, you know, that needs the David Ross, the personal catcher for the ace. We don't have an ace, you know, like we're not there at all. We we're stocked full of number three pitchers and long relievers. And we have um, everybody else's replacement level players that could go one way or the other. So um, and we got it's a move you make in two years when you've got your young studs that are in low A and in double A that are going to be ready. God, who's yeah. anybody going to be alive then? Like anybody, <laughs> seriously. Um, so uh, John Pickus uh, writes in, pitchers playing well is more important than a guy who never won a silver slugger at catcher, which is fair. Um, yeah. No, I, I agree. I think right now that's where this team is shifting. They're going to be a trying to pitch it. They're trying to throw it. The defense, uh, you got to admit the defense gets a lot better with Dansby and then moving Nico o- over. Uh, the Hosmer thing, I don't know about. Obviously, that's negative nine runs saved. Doesn't sound, doesn't give me a lot of confidence. <laughs> but Bellinger over there in center, Suzuki and right. You you can see that you guys, you got some guys that can um, uh, throw it and catch it and stuff. Um, now, uh let me see. Oh, no, yeah. What does this mean? What does this mean for Mervis? Well, okay, but, you know, going back to what Pinka said, he's right. Pitchers playing well is more important. But the reason it's so important on this team is because we don't really have an ace. We don't have, like, great pitching. They have middle-of-the-road, number threes, all up and down that line, and they're trying to push them up. They're trying to take mediocre and make it, above average with by adding what they hope is the catchers that can make them above average instead of just going out and actually getting better pitching. Yeah. Yeah. Make straw into gold. My friends, I just (laughs) spin it, spin the straw. (laughs) It's the hole instead of the sum of its parts, guys. This is how you build a a ball club. I agree. It's a hole. (laughs) what what, what were you just gonna say oh nothing i just hate being right about things like it they they expanded the they expanded the playoffs and it immediately immediately i said it on this show immediately ownership went how little can we do and still get in yeah yeah, let's raise the floor. Let's raise <laughs> yeah. the floor. <laughs> right. Wait. Well, because because the league is so top heavy, so it's like, well, if we're gonna get in at like seven or eight, 
will do the bare minimum. It's called failing upwards. It's great. <laughs> yeah. And oh, then we get to say forever that we've made the playoffs so many years in a row out of 15 or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. And they're going to always point to that damn Phillies team, too, that made it to the World oh Series. God. They've got at least oh, like five, ten years of, of telling us about that. Except that being... for the fact that the Phillies spent, like they were like the fourth highest payroll yeah. in the league. They won't yeah. say that though. They'll say they were eighth, you know, and they made it all the way. It's what they well, won't they tell out, us about the money. Yeah, they went out and signed your guys' old closer. Yeah, they got and out they of Kimball. They have their old team. I mean, yeah. they got Nikki, they got Kyle, they got who? Well, I thought I think I uploaded this. Michael, you pointed this out on the uh, the Patreon Discord. That th- actually, this is like a cross post here because this was from oh, Reddit. I actually, no, I wrote this. Oh, you wrote this. Okay. <laughs> I okay. wrote this, Danny. I didn't I didn't take anybody else's work. This is all me. That's why it's probably uh pretty it's just it's what could have been you have uh Schwarber, Hap, Suzuki, Rizzo, Horner, Javi, Wisdom, Wilson, Darvish, Hendricks, Stroman, Steele, and Keegan on you know, one team that costs 154 million. I mean, you're still paying um uh, Hayward, though, you know, like, but well, no, that that that's not the entire, uh, you know, cost for the team. That's not the entire forty man roster or whatever. That's what but these it's, guys. It's cost. who you would put on the. It's your your starting eight, uh, and then your pitchers. Yeah. Okay. And then you got uh, you have Hap at six million though, but he'd be higher than that. He's no, higher. no, that's that's what he's making this year. No, I'm, no, he's, he's going to make more. He'll make around 6.85. I look. Yeah, but that was last year. Yeah. So he'll probably be making around. If you made me guess his ARB number, it's going to be around. It's going to be between 11 and 13. Oh, okay. So, yes, it's going to go up. But yeah, the last number that they had for him was 6.85. So, yeah. So you put him up to 11, whatever. It's going to be what? 117 million? Yeah. It's still cheaper, though. It's, I mean, I, they're spending less money, obviously, but not that much less, just like 30 million less, which I guess is a lot. But Hap, Bellinger, Suzuki, Hosmer, Horner, which I didn't realize how close those names are to each other. Hosmer <laughs> to Horner. Like that just sucks to have to say, uh, you know, or Horner to Hosmer is more likely. Swanson. Um, Wisdom, Gomes, Hendricks, Stroman, Steele, Keegan, and Smiley. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have some of those same guys, but yeah, it's the other team. You kind of go into the year and you're thinking it it can compete. This team that you're looking at, um, especially look at the look at the bottom five names. Just the pitching. You, you go from uh, what we have right Darvish. now: Hendricks, Stroman, Steele, Keegan Thompson, and uh, Drew Smiley. To Darvish, Hendricks, Stroman, Steele, and Keegan Thompson, I like the the Darvish led pitching oh, rotation sh- quite a bit more. Like well, it just looks better up and down. The you know, I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, like we don't even know if Hendo's going to be alive. Yeah, true. Hendo, <laughs> I don't know about Hendo. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, let- putting, I'm putting him in just you know assumption because you know and i and i also i added keegan thompson but it could be with nesky like those things are sort of yeah. in flux so i just had to choose somebody yeah i mean it, it, i saw um uh, uh bren uh brennan um from uh, chuggo 
Uh, he was talking today about that he just kind of looks and he doesn't really trust Jed yet, that he doesn't really – he just tweeted all this stuff out. He's like, this is – I don't trust management yet. They have not proven to me that they've been able to do what they said they were trying to do and or identify being ahead of the curve as far as how to put a team together. They, they seem to be following as opposed to leading, which we've been kind of talking about – for like two, three years, like even when the pandemic started, we were sad that the Cubs were followers in that whole situation and they never like were leaders and they should have been leaders the whole time being a big market team. But I, I found that interesting. Speaking of Brennan's um, and Brendan's or I hate that freaking name. I'm sorry. Like I like people named Brennan and Brendan and Brandon and uh, and but it drives me nuts because you can never tell what the hell they said. Brendan, Brennan, is it spelled with an A-N, an E-N? What am I doing here? Brandon, is it, you know, just like, it's the most nebulous fucking name in the goddamn world. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just, I'm just like, you just should go by your middle name. Like, I, you might be a nice person, but like, I got a problem with your parents. It's really I, not you. It's your, it's your folks. I listened to Cubs talk today and the new host actually, if, as far as I can tell, he said Brendan every single time. So, it's it's tough for everyone. It's tough out there in the in the Chicago sports news landscape with Brennan Davis coming well, up. Well, it's Brennan. It's Brennan Davis. Not with it right. without a D. It's yeah. Brennan. Yeah. Brennan, but yeah. But, he, but it sounded apparently... like you were saying Brendan. I felt like I could hear the, the hard D, but who knows? He probably he was saying Brennan. I just couldn't hear it right. I, I had to look it up 53 times when we <laughs> talk about it. I was like, what's his name? Damn it. Is it Brennan or Brendan? <laughs> so anyway, is it an E or an A? Um, Clint Nathan says, I once got downvoted to hell for misspelling Brennan Davis's name. I spelled it with an A. Oh, God. <laughs> exactly. And you to... won't make that mistake again. again. <laughs> You've been banished. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Everybody's got to settle the fuck. Oh, down, I mean, so. remember it was it was. I mean, game on back when Madden was here. People oh, yeah, just no. killing everybody for misspelling that name. Oh yeah, because because <laughs> of John Madden, they'd spell it like John Madden. Yeah. So anyway, it, the news about Brennan Davis is good, and that it, it's he's cleared to play. So he will be likely at spring training, playing baseball games, and getting his work in, and maybe he even makes the freaking team. I don't know. Um, I don't know what have, much have we room heard anything about uh have we heard anything about canny i uh, know just that he died well, i know yeah. no, he, I, I saw it happen like oh, no, he was pretty much dead but like <laughs> i i have seen things that says he is moving along much quicker than oh, they expected he's he's bouncing back uh better than they had expected i don't know that that means anything prior to like june though I mean, yeah i i wouldn't yeah, count him surgeries. in at all until at least the all-star break yeah um but yeah but, you, you'd love to see him back because that makes a difference with what you're going to do with hap and um and and that's something i want to talk about later in the show because i want to go through a little bit of the schedule just just like pretty much the first half because i want to talk about it in terms of the trade deadline and what you think our record will be and i want to hear what everybody thinks i kind of went through and did made a couple notes about like who we're playing and like what things might look like at the trade deadline and how our hand might be forced because let's face it you know billy knows this the, the central is damn mediocre the only team that looks like they really got something going on is the cardinals and uh that's of course 
terrible news to Cub fans' ears and re- pretty much the rest of the Central hates yeah, the Cardinals. Yeah. yeah, and the Brewers are just a giant maybe. They're banking on Abraham Toro gro- developing and hoping that Jesse Winker returns to form, which, God damn it, he's going to. He's going to be so good in yeah, Especially in Great American. Yeah, well, and, he- I, and I think I heard Wade Miley is picking up with them. So, you know, Reds and Cubs fans get to get to see Wade Miley a few more times this year. Well, oh, probably boy. exactly just a few more times because he will definitely <laughs> be once. injured for. Yeah, maybe once we'll see him if we play him Wait, early enough that, in the year. Was Mr. that a free I'm a- agent signing? Like, did the yeah. Brewers actually mm-hmm. sign a free agent? I, I yeah. think. I'm not pot. Did they sign him? I saw that they were nearing a deal. I don't know if they signed him or just picked him up off the scrap heap. (laughs) Yeah. Wade, I'm afraid of needles. Miley. He called, he called them. He's like, Hey, uh, can I just come hang out with you guys for a little while? Yeah. Does anybody want to play 18 real quick? (laughs) Let's have a little chat. A couple beers on the course. Talk about it. So, um, hashtag chance in the chat, just in case you forgot, we are giving away a Frank Chance postcard sent to you by me and your chance to win a much better prize at the end of the year. You will be the first contestant in that contest if you win tonight. Um, This is a quick commercial for Patreon. Uh, Patreon subscribers, by the way, will be able to join us after the show for a post-show party. Otherwise known as a discussion, and uh, we'll be we'll be we'll be hanging out over on our Discord channel. I've uh, I've uh, shared that if you're on if you're a Patreon member, you do have the Discord rights. But either way, I'm going to play a quick commercial, and we will be right back. All over Chicagoland, there are thirsty, frazzled, overworked Cubs podcasters who are struggling to survive one more baseball season in the dog eat dog world of unpaid content creation. But it doesn't have to be this way. You can make a difference. Become a super ranter at patreon.com slash sunranto, where your support ensures that poor, sad, pathetic, ugly, loser Cubs podcasters can pay for tickets and beer, and in turn, line the pockets of the baseball agarch Ricketts family. Just $1 a month can buy a scorecard. $5 a month can pay for guitar strings to write a Cubs song. And $10 a month almost buys one beer at Wrigley Field. Cubs content creators are the lowest pieces of pond scum garbage that slither over the face of this planet. But Super Ranters help them get drunk and screw off at baseball games. What do you get out of it? The Sun Ranto Show, delivered to your podcatcher without stupid advertisements like the one you're seeing and hearing right now. Plus, at other Super Rantor levels, you can get Cubs music, access to private Sun Ranto pages, the Ranter calendar, and special thanks and Ranter recognition in our live broadcasts, plus eligibility for monthly prizes. What does Sun Ranto get out of it? Your money. For tickets and beer. Go to patreon.com slash sunranto. That's patreon.com slash sunranto. And become a super ranter today. Welcome back to the Sun Ranto Show. Um, so, uh, yeah, join our Patreon, patreon.com slash sunranto. And um, I, would, I, I would like to introduce the next segment of our show uh, with Michael Cotton. And it's, uh, you know it, you love it. It is. Where are they now? How I miss those companions who are the 
Let's find out where some of our beloved Cubs of yesteryear have found themselves today. Uh, we get dinged every time on YouTube whenever this segment comes up. <laughs> Gotta love it. Barry Manilow gets a little <laughs> slice of Sunranto every time. <laughs> All right. So uh, we had a request for a little where are they now, but we decided not to do anybody you've heard of recently. Uh, I wanted to go back into the history a little bit. So, hey, the last time we saw our guy, Jonathan Herrera, he was roaming the Cubs dugout wearing a helmet that had hands on it in the 2015 season. <laughs> that was incredible. <laughs> Everybody oh, remembers. Oh, I've, we, we've got pictures. Uh, yeah, I'll put it up. There it is. There it is. <laughs> oh, there he That's is. The disembodied hands stuck to the helmet. Everybody remembers that. So after the season, he was a 30-year-old free agent, and he ended up signing in the Mexican Baseball League with the Rojos. The Aguila in 2016 and in 2017, he signed with Omecas de Tabasco, but was released in April of that year. I heard that's a real hot club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a spicy take. Uh, but yeah. And since then, nothing. I could not find anything about this guy. He disappeared. His whereabouts are currently unknown. So mm. if if you see him, I don't we're looking for him. Yeah, it, milk company or something. Yeah, is this family concerned? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I actually know a guy named Jonathan Herrera. So, but I, it's a totally different guy, of course. But uh, maybe, maybe there there's are a some lot kind of, of Jonathan Herrera's on the internet, and most of them you don't want to be. Yeah, <laughs> and well, if if you end up on the internet. You know, it's just like you either did something really good or really bad. So <laughs> this is how that goes. Or, or you just have a LinkedIn, I suppose. Um, <laughs> one of that the means three. it's not going great. <laughs> I had to make a LinkedIn. People yeah. have to find me. Yeah, it's it's not going great or bad. It's going okay. It's, I honestly yeah. looked through quite a few LinkedIn uh, Jonathan Herrera's just because I was like, oh, it would be so wonderful if I could find him. Just like I don't know, manager of an oil change place or something like that would just be great. But no, couldn't find him. He's gone. He's disappeared. Well, well maybe uh, he's at CubsCon. He'll he'll be he'll be walking the red carpet. <laughs> he might he might be. They need some people to come. <laughs> uh, they do. The fans won't be there, so they might as well get some players out. He'll have a stocking cap with two hands on it, <laughs> so that people recognize him. <laughs> sir, <laughs> sir, who are you? Uh, remember me? <laughs> Just, hold, on, hold on, let me put my hat on. <laughs> so all right who else you got who, who right. else is, so, is somewhere else now i decided to look for see what chris coglin was doing oh i remember oh, last time Cog we saw him he was in des moines in his third yeah. stint with the cubs did you realize that he played for the cubs three separate times he was 2014 2015 they traded him between 15 and 16 to the a's then traded back to the A's and got him for the end of 16. And so, so he got a uh, ring. Uh, yeah. So he got yeah. a ring. Uh, and then they, and then he went to Toronto and then uh, after Toronto, they signed him to a minor league contract. Isn't and he Toronto, was in 
Toronto's where he made that crazy play where he jumped over those guys. Remember that? He jumped that? over Yachty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he jumped yeah. over Yachty. <laughs> yeah. That's the number one hit you get when you're looking for Chris Coglin. It's him bet. diving over Bellina. I always got him and Matt Caesar mixed up. Oh, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Yeah, he did. He does NFT art now. Yeah. We interviewed him on this show. We had Caesar on the show, and he showed us all his <laughs> NFTs. And that was before we even knew about NFTs. Like he was the first guy that told me about him. And and what's amazing is there is an artist named Chris Coglin. And for a second there, I thought, oh my god, Chris Coglin is just like Caesar doing you know doing his thing. But no, it was a. It was a completely different. They're guy. kind of the same guy. It was in, they're the it same was player, pretty European much. man. Different NFTs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, different uh, board apes. Yeah. <laughs> so you know. So what's he doing? Again, I couldn't find out much about what he was doing. Uh, but while I was looking, did you, I don't know if you knew this? He married one of the women from Bachelor season fourteen. Were you aware of this? Wow. Well, I mean, season 14, I tuned out after 11. <laughs> <laughs> just like this, just like this show after season 11, I'm just got out of here. I was yeah, kind of waiting for you to stop and pause and just be like, he married one of the women. <laughs> the women. <laughs> How crazy is that in the world? Yeah, oh, my God. What a weirdo. <laughs> well, anybody who does remember season 14 will remember that her claim to fame on that show and why she got kicked off. Uh, fairly quickly is that uh, she let everyone know that she was a virgin. And in 20, 20- Chris Coglin was like, all right. Yeah. And then in 2016, Chris and Corey adopted a child. And well, apparently thinking, she's still a virgin. <laughs> she is still a virgin. There is, there is no proof. We have no proof that Corey Adamson is ever had sex despite well, let, being married for the last we should take a look at her and judge nah, i'd say definitely still a virgin i'm looking at the picture <laughs> here well she's saving it for her second marriage yes <laughs> to matt caesar who yeah. she won't even notice the difference oh <laughs> yeah. uh, so... he jumps over her sometimes you know just like hey do that yachty thing to me <laughs> <laughs> just jumps right over the bed that's it <laughs> <laughs> that's not how you do it like it's like who's that she's still a virgin he just keeps leaping who is that king is like louis the 16th or something like that like didn't know how to do it or something like that they had to like teach about f sex i forget that oh i think i remember hearing something anecdotally about him bruising his partner's belly button or something yeah maybe well maybe we should make children king i don't know just throwing it out there <laughs> And drink only alcohol and no water. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, Coglin's name did eventually pop up in my, you know, intense search uh, because he and Corey Adamson have the Cogs for Christ blog. But oh. when I went to it, you can only go to their blog if you've been invited. So I could not tell you what was going on with the Cogs for Christ blog. But then he popped up uh, with Ole Miss, his alma mater. I guess he he played baseball at Ole Miss for a bit. And this last season, he did what bad Cubs players do. He gave a speech. And then Ole Miss went on to win the World Series. So, you know, they and the coach credited 
Chris Coughlin's speech right at the end of the season for this large resurgence of the team and the championship, all that, just the same way that, you know, we credit Jason Hayward for his. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. If Coughlin was there, what proof do we have that it was Jason Hayward who did the speech? Ah. (laughs) Great point. Yeah. It's funny you say that because they were uh, Hayward and Coughlin were actually working on a baseball speeching company. Uh, But then Hayward got signed to that minor league deal. So it's on hold right now. Got himself right out of having. (laughs) (laughs) So I feel like a storyline for the San Ranto podcast for 2023 is you being invited to be able to read this blog. (laughs) Exactly. I bet I could get in. Yeah, you yeah, know, you, you know the right words. You were raised religiously, weren't you? Extremely. Yeah, so you can you know how to say it to your brother in Christ, how to get in there. Yeah, yeah, so. we, we can put our our collectively brainwashed Christian minds together and figure it out. <laughs> figure out how to <laughs> unlock that key to heaven. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Just the, quote, the sad part is, it would not even be worth it. I don't think. I think <laughs> we'd get boring. in there and be like, "Oh God, this is boring." But, you know. But you won't know until you get in. Until you get the keys keys to heaven from christ you know well look billy we don't need cogs for christ blog because what what we have is my last where are they now koji uihara.net because koji uihara was famous on this show for a great blog that uh danny would you know do the google translate and then we'd read uh, and, it, so, and it was and it was way better back when uh, Google Translate was bad. Yeah, <laughs> Google Translate's yeah. gotten way better. We used to but, really uh, have to decipher like what Koji was talking about sometimes. Yep. Well, you know, after the Cubs 2017, he went back to Japan. He played for the Yamiuri Giants for a year and a half before hanging it up. Um. You know, and only he only pitched 43 innings in 2017, but we'll always remember him. And uh, he's still doing the blog. I looked on January 2nd. He posted, Happy New Year. In 2023, I want to do my best so that everyone can high five emoji. <laughs> but I don't have a job. Dot, dot, dot. I wonder when I'll start working. It kissy face emoji? I'm not sure. He does the old school emojis, so you don't always know what it means. Is that a high five emoji? And why does he want everybody to high five? Do you have a you don't have a screenshot of the blog, do you? No, I well, because he also he he is actually out on YouTube. If you want to go and watch videos, I did get a screenshot of uh Koji on January third in front of Yankee Stadium. He posted this video on January 3rd. God, I thought uh, you were going to say January 6th in front of the Capitol. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, oh, no. That looked like a big white building. I'm like, no, what's he doing in January? <laughs> oh, no, Koji. Yeah. Babe, we got to catch a flight. We've got things to do. <laughs> it's, it is funny, though, that he's in New York and just wandering around doing his thing, taking pictures in front of Yankee Stadium. Yeah, he's probably trying to get a job. <laughs> Apparently, he's I don't think there. he needs a job. I think that's the joke. Is that his? I think his blog and his video, the YouTube. I think he's doing great. Cool, and so, I, I guess he's living in Japan, and that's good. Oh, I loved, I loved is, doing Koji. Koji says that was I mean, one of the best bits we ever had on this show. 
you know he's doing good. His whole goal for 2023 is just to get people to high five. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> me and me and Johnny Anamatapia used to do that all around Vegas. We would do the high five game, and we would just go th- through downtown Vegas, just high five and everybody we could find. And it really does bring people joy. Just it, to, re- it really does. Yeah. So I'm with Koji on this. So well, that's uh, it. That's all we have. We had three of them. Where are they now? 2015, 2016, 2017. Cubs that you may have forgotten about. Where are they now? We didn't need the whole. We didn't need the whole thing that time. Maybe we've got we've got a fight. We've got a fighting chance to not get a copyright strike. So just just a couple of uh, little little pieces of news, and they really are quite little. So I won't spend too much time on them. But Eric Wellman. Uh, he got traded to the Phillies. He was in the bullpen last year. Here's his numbers. I'll put them up there. There's not a lot of numbers here. 25 games, 27 innings. Um, he had a 467 earned run average, which isn't great. He really got sunk with a pretty bad kind of stretch there when he was in Toronto when the Cubs went there last year. Um, so, yeah, I mean, not, we don't know if it's a huge loss or not. Probably not. It's a huge loss, though, for the Bleacher Bum Band because he came and saw us, and he really enjoyed it, and I talked to him a little bit. Now, the one freaking fan we had that was on the team, he is now playing for the Phillies with our friend Kyle Schwarber. Um, and who do we get for Wellman in this trade? Cash considerations. Nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. So he's coming to the team. Uh, uh, we brought Brad Wick back on a minor league deal. I remember, if you remember, he's that big guy, had a heart problem. Yeah. So oh, apparently yeah. he's doing okay enough to at least be in the minors. Um, so that's really good. Um, Smiley was official. At, he's in the rotation, so we kind of already knew that. Um, other moves of interest, uh, Rafael Ortega is a Yankees minor league deal. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I, I saw a lot of or- Ortega hate out there. And I was like, they're so mean. He was fine for who he is. And I had a blast watching him while he was on the team. Well, he came up and did pretty well in 2021 when we first yeah. got a look at him with the Cubs anyway, because he, he's a journeyman. Um, but in tw- when he was 21, he played with Colorado. Then when he was 25, he made it back up to the Angels. Then he missed a year, 27, 28, he's with Miami and Atlanta. And then the last two years with Chicago. I mean, this was this is like, if he goes into the Hall of Fame, he's definitely going in as a Cub because he played with us longer <laughs> than anybody at all. He's got 221 games. He's lifelong Cub, Rafael Ortega at this point. Um. 18 home runs as a Cub. But when he came up, he slashed 291, 360, 463 for a 121 OPS plus, And he had a 95 OPS plus last year, which is a lot more than I can say for some of the dudes we've been bringing in here. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's my point. Like, by comparison, you know, uh, let's look at Eric Hosmer's number. His OPS plus last year was 77 with the Red Sox. And, well, actually, it was 108 overall. So you'll take that. Actually, it's better than yeah. than Ortega. But um, I can see why the Padres didn't want it anymore. But uh, for the money, uh, but actually at this point, you know, it's like just go with it, Padres. But then they got Juan Soto, and uh, amongst other players. Um, yeah. Hey, uh, so Artie chiming in with the "Where are they now?" Real quick. Uh, it's Chris Bryant's birthday today. Ah, uh, so he's somewhere drinking milk. 
<laughs> he's having a Lion King birthday party somewhere. And he's at Casa Bonita. <laughs> Drinking some caffeine-free Pepsi. <laughs> Watching the cliff divers going through the cave. He's having a good time. Hey, Casa Bonita doesn't open till May, so give it some time. Hey, it's his birthday, though. He's he's a superstar. That's true. Him. So, uh, yeah, Ortega and uh, uh, IFG, you've got some notes here. And uh, he, he played and hit, he went back to back with PJ. When yeah. When I was at Wrigley, it was a lot of fun. Um, PJ hit his first home run and then Rafi was like right back to back. It was really cool. Yeah. And uh, he had that one three home run game, which was a lot of fun. Oh, that's right. Remember that? I did. And, uh, he had some moments. And he stole home twice, once in 2021 and once in 2022. Yeah, I mean, for a guy, I mean, he's 30, he'll be 32 this year. So, I mean, obviously nobody's really that terribly sad that he's off the team as from a player standpoint. But he seemed to be a pretty decent, like, kind of role-playing dude that, you know, he's not an everyday player. And you know, for somebody who's been to, I mean, the Yankees will be his eighth organization, you know, for for somebody who's had you know a career bouncing around like that, he gave us a couple of pretty good years for the for the player that he is, and I you know I wish him the best in wherever the hell it is the Yankees are going to put him. Yeah, where where do they? Uh, where God, where's the Yankees farm system? I used to know this. Columbus? Columbus. No, that's their single A. Well, that's one of them, but like no, it's uh, I want it's S's. It starts with S. I want to say Sacramento, but that's not it. It's like Scranton. Scranton. Sarasota? Oh, Scranton. And I think it's great. <laughs> so, um, so, and then, uh, so, so we'll miss you, Raphael Ortega. Uh, and then we picked up the, uh, Ben Deluzio from the Cardinals. And, uh, he, he just was a, a like a pickup, a waiver kind of situation, I think. But uh, so the Cardinals let him go. He's a 27 years old. He only got up, uh, to the major leagues last year for the first time. And with the Cardinals, it didn't go that good. He only had, three hits in 25 plate appearances. So, um, you know, no homers at all, but he's a defensive specialist. So I'm like, well, what are we doing with this guy? I mean, he's a minor league deal. I'm just saying you might see him. If somebody gets injured, you'd be like, who's this guy? Um, Deluzio. Is that what you said? Deluzio. Yeah. That ups your factor. Yeah, Ben Deluzio. No, I was like, Deluzio. when I saw it, when I looked him up, I was like, damn it, Cup fans are going to like this guy. And he's going to stink <laughs> so bad because he's going to do like one thing. And everybody's be like, in the, like at the troughs, be like, that Deluzio guy's pretty good. And you're like, he's not. Stop saying he's good. He did one, he won the game one time. And then the, for the rest of it, he sucked ass. So quit talking about him being good. He's terrible. Get him off the team and things are going bad if he's out, if he's up here. So, um, but he might be one of those made-up players that the Cardinals just, you know, they had so many made-up players in their True. cloning machine that maybe they just had to get rid of Deluzio's. <laughs> I don't know. So uh, and I just wanted to make a mention of him. And then the big news really is today with uh, Devers, and I want everybody to chime in on this. But Raphael Devers and the Red Sox, final. Uh, although I don't believe it till it's the ink is dry, you know what I mean, at this point where I don't even know what's going on with Correa. Um, but an 11-year – $331 million contract. Uh, the deal is not done. Physical process hasn't started, but in the end, Devers is supposed to remain in Boston. So you got to figure that Boston already knows what his medicals look like because he's already on their team. Right. 
Right. They would have had to do that at least maybe not as in-depth as they will for an 11 year contract, but they, you know, they've got the preliminary report from the first time he came over. I mean, look, I'm at the end of my 11 year contract on this show and I'm going strong. <laughs> we haven't wasted a single dime on you, Danny. <laughs> Living up my, every penny. Where's my 300 mil? <laughs> What's so. interesting about that deal is there isn't a full no trade clause. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So, is it like what you're saying is sign him, and then somehow Jed's going to convince the Ricketts that they didn't do this contract. They just traded for the contract. And that's how. That's how. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Is that how millionaire math works? Billionaire math. There's only, there's yes. only 30 people doing this job. You know, there's only, that is a small yep. number of people. There are more Cubs podcasts than baseball <laughs> general managers. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> So, IFG, what do you think about this? I mean, I mean, what do you think about it for the Red Sox or for like the numbers or? My opinion on player salaries is the same now as it always is. He's underpaid. Double it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Share the wealth, billionaires. What the hell? Quit being so stingy, Scroogey. Yeah. Um, so I'm, um, I'm telling you, all these contracts are going to end up being Bobby Bonilla days. And, you know, our grandchildren are going to be talking about Bobby Bonilla days with every contract that they signed this off season. Yeah. And that's uh, that just needs to be the new expectation because that's because of the way that the luxury tax is structured. They, if they can tack on years, buy out the end of somebody's career. And then who cares if you're paying them for another 10 years? You have you have to be paying them anyway, like rather do it over those 10 years when 10 years from now that 27 million dollars doesn't matter because every rookie is getting 27 million dollars like that's how it is now uh until they pull an nhl thing where they cap the number of years that you can sign somebody for uh it's going to keep escalating. I mean, I it, the thing that's strange to me is then is the, the, in the economics of everything really. And you got to zoom mm-hmm. out for this is that we're just talking about massive Zimbabwe esque hyperinflation, you know, yeah. in the future, yeah. which like, you know, if you've ever heard of like the federal reserve and how they're like, just trying to like keep the, you know, the finger their the, you know, the, the foot on the gas and stuff, you know, it's just like, well, it, I don't see that through most of the people I know that everybody's like, well, I got an extra 50% this year. It's like, you know, no, I, unless you get another job, like most people are like, well, I needed a second job because my car broke, you know, like that's really where people are. They're working harder just to stay afloat. And these guys are like, nah, I get 50% raise every year. You know, it's just, I mean, it's, and I understand it's a union situation, but they're going to try to get the money from us. Like, I, I, you know, I, I'll just say this right now. Like, let me show you the prices from Winterland, you know, for, oh God, for drinks. Like, I, I was over yeah. at Winterland at Wrigley Field, and, and all you can do there is like, you can ride a tilt a whirl, you can look at a giant light up baseball, you can stay, Ooh. you can go in a chalet if you pay even more money. Uh, you can pee in a bathroom with Christmas trees. Like, you know, it's very exciting. <laughs> There's a, there's a train that goes around the infield, but you know, the, the, here's the beverage prices. Right, Hot but chocolate. only only if you're rich. That's the caveat there. Yeah, 
hot chocolate plus tax. Ten dollars. Sorry, nine ninety nine. But like, but twelve dollars with tax, hot cider. It comes with a kid's mug that you don't want because everybody already already has too many freaking mugs. So, uh, you know, bottled water five forty nine. That's insane. You know, uh, six dollars for a s'more kit. What is it? Byof. Well, first of all, why? I, I exactly just sit no, there with a bic lighter under your no, marshmallow. I, I, I'll tell you what they do. I got a picture of it right here for you. They've got like a little corral with uh, a like a fire pit, and you can get your stick and uh, you know put it into the fire, but you can't get close to the fire uh, because there's a fence around it. You could just roast your marshmallow. Now, I don't see there's anything because you can set your marshmallow on fire and then just set the set the whole place up if you want to. I know, and just send that marshmallow (laughs) napalm flying everywhere. (laughs) I would just chuck it into the sweets. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And also, that's going to taste like shit. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's that gas is going to ruin your... Yeah, Yeah, so... You may as well have that big lighter going. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, but let's get back to the prices. And this is what I'm saying. It's like... Special oh God, it's a s'mores trough. It really is. It's a s'mores trough. Thank you, Nick Gentry, for pointing that out. That's amazing. Um, so yeah, the hot chocolate. Now you could get a hot chocolate with Bailey's uh it, it, for fifteen dollars. Um a special there's all their specialty cocktails are fifteen dollars, and then you can add four dollars to get on the naughty list, which is just an extra shot. So we're talking twenty dollars basically, nineteen ninety eighteen ninety nine. Get on the naughty list, and I was very confused about what that might be. Yeah, well, it's a shot, and it's just like well, so, so I mean, Winterland's almost over, but security is lax. Bring your own booze. Like this is not like getting into a ball game. You don't even need the fake sunscreen. You don't. You just walk in with the flask in your pocket. Nobody's doing anything, you know. Because but those prices are absolutely outrageous. You need to take out a loan if you got a family of four and get everybody a freaking s'mores pack and a drink. It's it's insane. Yeah, that's you get two adults each get an alcoholic beverage, forty dollars. You get everybody the s'mores pack. $25. $25. So that now you're up to 65. Then you well, get the kids some $10 hot chats, $85. Just to get and another five, just to get in, right? another five bucks to get in. I'm just talking about one drink and a snack and $85. Like yeah. that is insane. So when I hear about these big contracts, it's not that I don't think that the players deserve their fair share of that $15 drink. I'm just saying where are they getting it from? us and massive Zimbabwe-esque hyperinflation. And that's, you know, just insane to me. Here's the thing. Like, like you mentioned, there are 30 general manager jobs, right? There are 30 ace starting pitcher jobs too. And that general manager is a whole lot easier to replace than the guy throws Otani or uh, right. Because apparently they don't even have to be good. We keep (laughs) seeing that. Every right? year. <laughs> like, yeah, you just get some Nepo baby in the room. Mm-hmm. It's just some dude who's laying around playing video games. You stick him in an office and let him make bad decisions for seven years. Yeah, exactly. Somebody shows up with a pocket protector. And, a and then the team still PI makes more money than it's ever made ever yeah. because of these players. So hey, pay the players and screw the team. Like, I don't know. Yeah, hey, and, Tommy, and- what, uh, what hotkeys do you know on Excel? <laughs> <laughs> you're in what do you got oh great 
Ah, man, it's uh, it's okay. We'll hire an intern to do that for you. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They don't work. They'd be on the golf course all day. So, um, well, uh, we we are giving away a prize after the next commercial break. Now, you're going to be excited about this commercial because basically, you know how we have the Amazon search bar. Well, we we got um, we we got bonked. So Amazon wrote me an email like first thing of the new year. They're like, you're going to lose your account. You've got to fix your whole thing. You're doing it all wrong. So I had to go in there and fix a bunch of stuff. And one of those things was it used to be sunrancho.com slash Amazon where you would shop and click our links. Well, I had to change that. So now it's sunrancho.com slash stuff. So um, our monthly contest will be Amazon stuff of the month. (laughs) And (laughs) we will pick one winner that will – hey, what the hell? Let's give away away the the little – thermos man the Can little you cups thermos hands man. on that little thermos man hands yeah on the helmet oh yeah well <laughs> i, I don't know where i'm up. gonna get tiny hands for you know <laughs> from anymore but uh, so uh <laughs> i don't elaborate on where i could get those but um <laughs> do not search that on the internet do not search where you could get tiny hands but um but no, it's a brand new commercial for Sunranto stuff. I wrote the music. I made a fun little video for it to entertain you while I try to get you to use the search bar and let us go and pee and get a drink. Um, we'll be right back and we will pick the Amazon uh, winner of the month, of Amazon stuff winner of the month when we come back. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Stuff. Hey, Cubs fans, at Amazon.com do you buy lots of stuff? Why not support the Sunranto Show by shopping through sunranto.com slash stuff? All you gotta do is fill your cart at Amazon with lots of stuff. Then before you check out with all of that wonderful stuff, head on over to sunranto.com slash and click any of our links before you buy your stuff. check out like you normally would with all that beautiful stuff. and the sun ranto show will get a small kickback because of the stuff you bought and you'll be helping in the sun ranto show buy all the stuff. we need to stay on the air talking about the cups and other stuff. plus you could win a monthly prize if some of your stuff. is chosen for Amazon stuff. of the month. And if you win, we'll send you more stuff. Sunranto.com slash That address again is sunranto.com slash I entertain while I advertise. So, Wonderful. Uh, yeah, I thought that was kind of a fun one. Um, I fun to put in a little. It's the same uh, music, just slowed down as the old outside the Ivy theme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bernie says catchy jingle. Thank you very much. I thought it was. I thought it was okay. Um, so uh, how this works when we give away the Amazon Prize of the Month? which um, Bernie actually participates all the time. Every time I see Cracker Jacks on the list. Now, how this works is, I know it was Bernie. How this works is, I don't know who bought what, but I know what was bought. 
So it's all listed like this for me. So this month, there were uh, a bunch of different uh, items bought. There's the Bernie's Cracker Jacks. I saw that Sure Beta 58A. Uh, Nathan Sneed bought that. And uh, I know he did because I recommended it to him because it's an awesome microphone. I have two. Um, hey, IFG, there's your mic. The, the one we got, yeah, the Audio-Technica AT2005 USB. Hell of a microphone. There it is right in the flesh. Um, yeah, if you ever want to buy any of that kind of stuff, I could, you know, if you're looking for sound gear, I can help you out with that stuff. I'm seeing cool. a Star Wars Life Day cookbook, and I'm intrigued. Yeah. What <laughs> like, do what the make? <laughs> what does yeah. R2-E2 D2 eat? Well, you need um, the recipe to that blue milk. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, and then it would, there's a total of 72 items. Uh, there's a, uh, let's see, what do we got on this list? Uh, zombie kittens by exploding kittens. It's a card game. So um, fun. I That's played a, a little game. exploding kittens. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, let's see what, nothing too interesting on here is a, some plain vanilla nutrition shakes and, uh, Oh, a blink video doorbell. So yeah. So, uh, Nice. So you guys, thank you for everybody that shopped through. But now we have, a, I'm going to share my screen, and um, it's going to be the number picker wheel. And that number picker wheel is going to choose who is going to be the winner, one through 72. And then uh, that's going to correspond to one of the items that was purchased on through sunrenter.com slash stuff. And um that will be the winner and then you have to contact me and say yeah that was me that bought that star wars thing or the exploding <laughs> kittens or or something hopefully not too embarrassing that do you, you do you think that we have curbed some of the more risque purchases from amazon because people are really worried they're going to win this and have to explain right. what they bought <laughs> How about this if, if, if something really like messed up like you know like adult diapers wins or that you know something that we don't want to embarrass you um you know then um it, maybe we should just pick again because we don't want <laughs> dude yeah. i'm buying 10 butt plugs <laughs> all well, in a row <laughs> individual then you win double. You win two of those thermos guys because you'll be thirsty. Uh, <laughs> I'll need some liquid. Jesus. <laughs> so uh, one through 72, and we're going to pick something here. Here we go. Spinning it around. Who's going to be the winner? Money, money, no money. money, money. <laughs> and the winner is. Oh, yeah. Yes. yes! yes! Number yes. 69. I, yes. I knew it was rigged. Oh, God. That's this. incredible. It is not rigged. You can tell because I'm so happy. Um, so number 69, that was the Art Life Heavy Duty Dog Runner Tie-Out Cable Dog Leash. Uh, congratulations to you and your dog that's now penned in and stuck in a leash somewhere. Um, you win. So uh, all you got to do is contact me, uh, sunranto at gmail.com. Let me know that it was you with the dog leash because you are the winner of this fabulous prize. And we don't know that oh. that's being used for a dog. Oh, I mean, cool. there are other uses yeah. for some of those things, and it was number 69. So Yeah, I just hope that 69 and the dog don't go together. That's just yeah. all I'm hoping. <laughs> one, one can dream. I can make I that hope. joke. I have a dog. <laughs> uh, that, I have disturbing. two dogs. They're sixty nine all the time. They're just circling each other, just sniffing each other's asses. Oh, yeah. God. So uh, I thought we'd take just a a little bit of a look at the uh, Cubs uh, schedule coming up. Uh, I mean, 
starting with April. So I'll, I'll put April up here. Um, we Actually, it starts in March, technically, um, yeah. which is, you know, that's just so smart of, of the league to understand that, like, March is just a great time to be, like, opening up uh, baseball season in Chicago. I mean, it's just perfect. The weather nice, is just nice crisp weather. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, it's it's not going to be uh, it's not going to be uh, easy to be out there, although you never know, you know. But what, what I'm looking at here is that um, overall we have 10 of the first 28 games against the Dodgers and the Padres. We are finished with the Dodgers after April. Um, I don't know if they're going to have as good of a team as they did last year. I think they – I haven't really looked into it, to, to be honest, too much. Padres are still stacked. They're um, going to be very good. The Dodgers. Yeah, well, the Dodgers are always very good. I just don't know if they're going to be as good. You know, I mean, um, yeah, they're going to be really good. But the Padres are also going to be good. So we got, t- we got 10 tough games in this. So I got to ask – and we have only 12 of 28 games – on the road, we play the majority of our games in April at home, which also it could be very cold. It's just such a stupid. It's so stupid. Well, um, I mean, you open at home versus the Brewers. It's not like I mean, it's only colder if you go further north, right? Uh, but the Brewers they have, have a, a roof, sweetie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, hmm. Even Cincinnati. <laughs> Can be, I mean, it can be cold at this time of year, and then, and but then warmer yeah, than Rangers, here. Seattle Mariners. These all have like a theme. It's like we're gonna bring every warm weather dome team we can into Chicago for April. Yeah, the A's come. Well, no, we go to the A's, so that leaves that. But yeah, the Dodgers come in. Like, what sense does that make? These poor guys. The Marlins have a dome. They'll be here at the end of April. So it's just like, just like I don't know. This is what happens when you when the bots take over. I swear to God. But my my overall point being now, you know, there's something to be said about catching really good teams early in their season. Because maybe you got a shot to beat them and like surprise them with some wins, you know, and like, you know, mm-hmm. just get a, you know, nick, nick at them a little bit. So there's that aspect. But um, what would you say, having 10 of the first, you know, basically more than a third of your schedule in April, what, where do you see? I'll put it back up here. What, what do you think the Cubs record is after April? Ooh. Because it's like the A's are the really only really bad team. Maybe the Reds are really bad. Billy, what do you would you say the Reds are really bad? Oh, it's going to be bad. It'll be bad. Or it's such a crapshoot with the young young starting pitching. But we'll have zero offense, so it'll be uh if if the Reds win, it's going to be like a two one game, and the bullpen actually that's made out of toothpicks and bubble gum hold it together. So. And things comment in the chat too. Um, Clint Nathan says uh, tough schedule out the gate, and Rangers and Mariners are going to be strong. Artie says the season starts on his birthday, so that's nice. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, I think it's going to be tough to end five hundred. <laughs> you know what? I'll how many? Happy. I don't know. I, I'll be happy if we take one against the Brewers. Oh, we'll probably sweep the Reds because it's the Reds. Ow. Rangers depends on probably who's <laughs> pitching. The Mariners is an interesting thought. They're not used to bear weather. Yeah. True. Yeah. Early and they're in, coming yeah, and they're, be, they're coming too. 
Yeah, and they're coming from Arizona too, so it's like they're coming from summertime weather right yep. into the the belly of the beast. Alfie Campos says eleven wins. Yeah, that's eleven and that would make them eleven and seventeen. <laughs> and, you know, that's that's gonna people will be running for the hills. <laughs> you know, <laughs> let me tell you, those it's gonna be some empty cold stadiums. I tell you, if that happens. Um, David says there's oh there's also something to be said for playing good teams early. We get eliminated from playoff contention in May. Yeah, it could go either way. If, like, if we go if 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 the Cubs go eleven and seventeen, it's going to be a tough slog to catch back up to five hundred. Yeah, it is. Um, now here's so let me put up May. Now May does not get any easier. I mean, well, it starts easy. You well, start yeah, with yeah. the the Nationals and the Marlins, who, you know, I I never know who's on the Marlins, but they always have some some good young players. They have Jorge Soler's over there, I'll tell you that much. But then we got the Cardinals, we got the Twins, we've got the Astros and the Phillies and Ooh. the Mets, and then we got the Rays at the end of the month and the Reds in between. So we play a lot of really good teams in this yeah, in May. Do. So if we go. That's what I'm saying. If we go 11 and 17 in April and then we hit May, like, what are we after this? Like, I didn't even count these oh, games. Oh, boy. You I might mean, be how many games under 500 after May? 18. Yeah, I could easily say that. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. a rough stretch. It's It sucks because that puts us on, like, an uphill battle the entire year. Well, I mean, I already feel like we're on an uphill battle. Well, I mean, like we are, but like you don't, you don't get that part where it's like, oh yeah, man, like the Cubs don't look great on paper, but they came out the gate with eleven straight wins, and you know, it's like we're not getting that. Yeah, I mean, they really do have to. I'll put April back up. They have to beat the Brewers. They have to beat the Reds. You know, they've they've got to like, they've got to beat. The, they got to sweep the A's. You know, you've got to. Re- you can't like just like two or three it against the crap teams. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're gonna or, have. You can't play 500 against the crap teams because otherwise you will dig yourself a huge hole. So here's June. Um, start out with the Padres on the road, Angels on the road. I think the Angels might be better. They this will. Year. Giants I, will be better this year. That yeah. that definitely looks like a uh, an old school West Coast swing, right? You go Padres to Angels to Giants. I was thinking ahead now for it because I decided not to go to London. I've got family and friends all through the, this area, except for San Francisco, but I'll just stay in a tent or something. I guess that's fine to just poop on the street there. So, yeah, to stay uh, by the Castro, you'll be good. Yeah. I'll, well, I'll you just... can do the same thing outside of the big A as well. Yeah. Well, no, there I know people. So, yeah. In the parking lot. So, I, yeah, I was thinking of doing that. Pa- Padres, Angels, Giants, that'd be a fun little trip. Uh, I mean, uh, if you've ever done Highway One, I think that's what it's called, right? And you just go, you just drive up mm-hmm. and down the coast, and there's like seals and the sun setting and re- really expensive gasoline. It's it's magical. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, this looks this looks. Um, I don't know. It starts out kind of hard, then eases off a little bit when you got some pirates and Orioles in the middle. Although the Orioles gave don't, us pits last year. Yeah, don't not, sleep on the Orioles, man. <laughs> this is looking like that's going to be my next week to go to Chicago. Like I need to see a home win. I could watch. Rich Hill and the Pirates against the Cubs at Wrigley. Maybe get a win out of that one. Yeah. Yeah, June. <laughs> June June is one of the nicest months in Chicago because it's not, uh, you know, people are just emerging from their holes. Um, and then you go, <laughs> you, you go, I mean, we're literally, our Groundhog Day is like June 9th. 
which is <laughs> also the nicest day. So, um, so then, uh, I mean, then we go to London and play two games with the Cardinals. No, I'm like, if you're going to go all the way to London, can't you just at least make it a three game set? Right? <laughs> hell, you know, it's like traveling all the way for, for a business meeting that having to fly right back, you know? Yeah, that's, that's freaking brutal. And then you end with the Phillies. So I'm just saying, like, this was more of a split month. It's not as hard as May. But, you know, once again, like, you know, you play – if you play just 500 here in, like, at this point, like, I don't know. It's just we've already you dug the hole. You know? You're still 20 games under. Yeah, and nothing's <laughs> going to grow the sport like Cubs-Cardinals in London. Yeah, let me tell you. Yeah, they just – they're real into those Midwest teams out there. Like, you know what? Why it, it, it was be actually Yankees. a good idea back in 2020 when the teams both teams kind of were good. It should always be the Yankees Red Sox just to make it that thing of like because you know New York they were the uh, the loyalists for the most part a lot of those a lot of the and, and they remained loyal. In fact, Manhattan was captured by the British and was a British stronghold for most of the Revolutionary War. And we all know where the Revolutionary War started is in Boston. So like if you had Red Sox. Yankees always be the London series. And like, that's like, and just like do it to start the season or something. Like, I don't know, something like that. I don't know. Do something else with it. Because then you could play up the whole like revolution thing and like us versus them. Like Prince Harry will come out and he'll fight his brother. It'd be incredible. <laughs> just like what uh, they did. What was that in 19 with A's Mariners and Ichiro went and played in that series before the season started and he yeah. retired. That's, oh, yeah, that's yeah, a fun Japan, way to yep. start. Yeah. yeah. So then he's uh, in Japan every year. There's no reason not to. Agreed. Yeah. Exactly. They already like baseball. Mm-hmm. You like, know, that's an that's understatement. Well, but but they have to do it better than they have in the past. Like in well, the yeah. past, they do like two games in Japan, and then they come back and go back to spring training for like a week. Yeah, that's and dumb. then it needs they to be start a real game. Baseball. I was like, what do you? What? Yeah. This doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And. It happens at whatever time in the morning, you know, it's like starts yeah. at 3 a.m. 3 a.m., yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, because that's what time that people in Japan are. Japan want to see it. Yeah. I, I, under, I understand, <laughs> yeah. but I'm just saying, like. You just need to, like, air it on ESPN afterwards. Right. Yeah. You, you, they need to. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I wonder if they could bit. ever, like, do it so that, because I don't know the time difference. It's like 18 hours, something awkward. 16, yeah. Yeah, 16. So, I mean, but maybe if they could make it like a, an I afternoon mean, game on a Saturday where that. people would be, you know, like, so, or play a damn doubleheader, for God's sakes. It's baseball. Uh, the, let me think. Well, it's still really late for you guys. Uh, day games in Japan are one in the morning for me. On yeah. The, you know, so. Yeah. No, it's it's an it's an awkward time distance. It, or no, it's, sorry, it's ten at night for me, so it would be more like one in the morning for the East Coast. I don't know. It's, it's yeah, yeah. It's, it's never going to work out because we're a big country too. So, and then the last thing I want to put up, and the only reason I went into July and passed the All Star break is because this is where the trade de- trade deadline hits at the end of the July, and um, it's. It's kind of average, I would say. We start out with the Guardians, who were in the playoffs last year. The Brewers, the crapshoot. Yankees are going to be really good. Then you got the All-Star break. Then the Red Sox, who who knows which way they're heading. Then it gets bad with the Nationals. But we got seven games against the Cardinals, like pretty much back-to-back um, <laughs> week after week, and the White Sox in the middle. So uh, The MLB schedulers be might be the worst people in the world doing this job. Like, I don't understand – 
There is no logic. None. No. Well, then the saddest thing is, too, after the end of July, that's it for the Cardinals. We will not play them again the rest of the season. That's it? That's oh. it. <clears throat> what? Yeah. It's... Yes. It's... That's it. We play them So then in you're backloaded with them. the Pirates. Yeah, and, and so that's what I'm kind of saying is, like, we're going to dig this giant asshole. Uh, and then we're going to lose to the Pirates because we're going to be exhausted and have the right. crap beat out of us by all the decent teams by the end of the season. Man, this is going to be a slog. Yeah, yeah. or I it's love how be- the new balance <laughs> schedule makes them get past uh, full teams in, like, one week. Yeah, well, it's, what's crazy to me is that they call it a balanced schedule, and it's the most unbalanced thing I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the worst schedule of all time. And, uh, yeah, I don't even care that we're playing everybody. Like, that. I think it sucks to lose games against your division rivals because, you know, it's close. You, you know, you know that I'd like to know players on other teams. If you only – because now you're just going to see them for a series. It's not like you're going to learn all their players and understand things. Like, I'd rather know – one division really well and one league really well than have to be like, I know every player in the world. Like it's kind of fun that like, I don't know, you know, certain team. Like I don't know who's on the A's or I don't know who's on the Marlins. Like I don't really care, you know? Well, uh, yeah. well the A's don't even know who's on the A's. That's true. <laughs> true. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, in, in seeing the Cardinals for the last time in July, by the time we see them playing in the playoffs later, who knows who will be on that team? Like they'll probably be buyers and we will not even see those players play the Cubs. Hmm. Cause isn't, isn't the trade deadline right at the end of July? July. Yeah. yeah. So that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like we finish with the Cardinals and then we won't even see they, that team. They, yeah. They pick up, you know, they're never buyers. They've got that clone machine. They're just yeah. going to yeah. bring something. <laughs> they don't need to, to just trade for anybody. They're just going to get some other team to give them an amazing all-star player for nothing. And then and the other team will pay for him to be on their, on their team just to get rid of him. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I, it's in August. Like, just I'll look ahead real quick. But, I mean, it looks like, you know, a bit of an easier schedule. I mean, yeah, it's Pittsburgh. Oh no, actually, I, uh, I'm I'm looking at the wrong year. Well, it's got to be an easy, <laughs> got to be an 20, easier 23. schedule because yeah. it's terrible up to the point that you just showed us. Yeah, exactly. No, it's uh, no, yeah. Then you get your Detroit's and Pittsburgh's and Kansas City's through August. You know, it. Then you you get Arizona a bunch. Pittsburgh again. Yeah. So yeah, the, Colorado. Uh, I, didn't see, I didn't see the Rockies on there. Yeah. Colorado. Yeah. It's all, all seven games against Colorado and Arizona are in September. Those are going to be real Dottie Brooks. Hey, For- Arizona's going to be uh, probably an 85, 86 win team this year. Well, yeah, we're, we're, we're dreaming about that right now, especially after the first half of the year that we just prognosticated. <laughs> It's so nice that if, it's January 4th and reality's already setting in. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's not a lot of hope out in Cubs land, but whatever there was out there, I wanted to squash tonight. Um, hey, <laughs> we're going to be yeah. really pretty, though. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Infield is just sexy as hell. Um, so, and we're all getting together to celebrate it next week at uh, Cubs convention. Um, well, actually, before we go uh, off of this subject, just real quick. So what's the Cubs record by the trade deadline? 
<laughs> how many? I'll say like how many. What's their winning percentage? I'll I'll say that. Ooh, much. I'm yeah. gonna say winning percentage might be sub four hundred. Like, yeah, with three eighty, three sixty nine. <laughs> that's, that's, that's not about- nice. <laughs> 420, dude. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I like it. I'm, I'm with Both Billy. Of those get- numbers mean we're not buying things. <laughs> oh my god. Well, that's what that's kind of my point too. You know, it just like because I somebody said, oh man, we if they if they go 500, they could buy. I'm like, uh, yeah. you know, nah. I don't see it. I don't think we have that to look forward to. That's what I mean- happened the last time we actually had a generally okay team. We were near 500 and they sold the entire like heart out of the team while the Braves did the exact opposite and were one game behind them and won the World Series. Alfie agrees, 369. Artie says 396, which I I like that kind of moxie. And then (laughs) uh, uh, Clinton says 18 under 500. So that's probably in the well it's probably in the low fours to high threes everybody's about that same same well, at least we're all pessimistic together and we'll all do it together at uh, cubs convention well um, and I, bernie I says above 500 you just showed us that schedule and we know what's in this team and like there's i'm listening to like cubs talk these fucking crazy people are talking about like it it's a possible 81 win 82 win team this year it's like what are you talking about like where do they where do they see these wins coming from it's the same thing that we heard last year though it's like well if everything breaks right for the cubs and it and you know the pieces fall together then they could win you know 80 81 games no well we saw what happened everything went fine and they had 74 wins. It, I mean, it really didn't go that bad for them. And they had 74 wins last year. I forget who it was that said it at fan graphs this year of the Reds. They said, if you squint really hard, you could see a team that wins 78 games. <laughs> so if everything goes right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and that's, that's what everybody's saying, except for the teams that are actually trying They're you know, that, if if you're actually trying to win baseball games, you're actually coming in, into this. Cause I remember some years like after 2016, 2017, you know, people are predicting, Oh, 98 wins, 99 wins, 97, win, you know, no doubt in our minds. And like, I don't know what it's going to take to get that 20 game swing back, but it's going to take something more than what we're doing. Pincus says five Oh five. I'm bullish on this team for the first time in years. Now that's five Oh five in the first half or a little bit more than the first half. So if they this are five Oh five insane, there is something very, very, very wrong with that person. There's no <laughs> way. Pincus says better than expected pitching and very good defense. We lo- we yeah, win but all you games. You can't win games if you can't score runs. Zero to negative one. We win every single game by that margin. Yep. I have watched the Chinichi Dragons long enough. You cannot, literally cannot win a game without scoring runs. Okay, it's- hold on. <laughs> Fourteen to it's zero to zero in the fourteenth here. <laughs> uh, Pinkus, there are two will, runners on second. If they are five oh five, if they have a five oh five winning percentage at the uh, trade deadline, I will give you fifty dollars and fifty cents. 
I almost went 505. And I'm like, fuck that. That's yeah, you didn't give $500 for a bet. <laughs> that, what does he give you? Nothing. Yeah. Just giving him 50 bucks for nothing. <laughs> just because, well, just because you're celebrating the team doing well. No, yeah. you're right. But just because he would be, uh, look, if he hits like 505, if they're 505 or better, I'm going to be happy. And He's going to be goddamn Cub Stradamus because nobody else is seeing that right now. Yeah. Well, uh, Alfie says Alzali becomes a lights out closer. Like, I mean, I am excited about the pitching. I do think that, and the pitching and the defense should be good. Um, but yeah, you, the bats leave something to be desired. They got to figure out a way to scratch out some runs because they're not, they don't have a lot of pop. And maybe that's slightly improved today with Hosmer, but it was only slightly. Um, so, and we're all going to get together and celebrate this mediocre team <laughs> <laughs> at Cubs convention next weekend. Now I, I'm not sure that I'm going, I mean, I'm going, but I'm not necessarily going in, you know what I mean? Cause I don't have a ticket and uh, I might be covering it for bleed cubby blue, but they, they're, you know, the Cubs, they're not doing it like they used to. And all the, what I'm finding out is all the contacts that used to be there uh, from their press people that, you know, that would like to do things with the blogs and make sure we were in there and covering it and taking pictures and talking to people. Um, they're all gone. All the people that I used to know, they're like the one person's with the bears now. And, you know, it's been a few years since Cubs convention happened. Nobody's done anything in person. So, and you remember a few years ago when they cleaned house, the Twitter guy's gone, like everything is different. And, um, so, uh, the only anyway, thing you got is John Benedict and, uh, well, he's new. Well, but I mean that you, that like, you know, well, when you go like, Oh, right. Right. That you could have a good well, Jeremiah, but there'll, they'll be working. It, you know, John, they'll, that's just, like, yeah. kind of, they'll, they'll be working have, it. If they still have Miguel. the Twitter guy from, uh, if they still have the Twitter guy from last year, he's super cool. It's not Travis though. It isn't Travis. I what? don't, I don't, that, I mean, that's what I'm hearing. I don't know. Either way, they made him change his tune. And like, you know, he's not like a personality anymore. Like, seems like they, MLB, they like clean house with a lot of their Twitter people and, or they made them like tow a certain sort of company line that um, did not give teams individual personalities because people hate that because it's not entertainment or anything. You know, we're not <laughs> trying to enjoy ourselves here or anything. Don't worry about that. If um, this show has proven anything over the last 11 years, nobody likes personality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of true. Got it. True. <laughs> Proof is in the pudding. Touche. Um, so, um, uh, oh yeah. So Cubs cons next week, I will be down there. Lizzie McNeil's, if you don't know, is like the famous hangout on the Friday night. And that's right downstairs from the Cubs convention. Um, you know, but we'll be hanging out. They don't, they don't like keep you out of the hotel. You know what I mean? You just can't go to the stupid, like, thing when you stand in the back sweating with a bunch of other people and like get to see Christopher Morrell from 500 feet away, you know, like that's the one thing <laughs> that I don't really care if I see or not, but we'll see. I might be, I'm going to be hanging out though. So like, look me up if you guys are going to be there. Um, but one thing I did find uh, quite interesting is that uh, they, for the first time are selling Friday night passes to CubsCon. So I, they sent an email today to go to just the Friday, Friday only passes go on sale tomorrow, and it's $120 plus tax and convenience fees for the, um, for the shortest day of the con. 
Well, no, $120 for the whole con, which they've oh. cut a day off of. There's no more. Um, it's just like a kid's clinic on Sunday. There's abs- There's no more down on the farm. There's no more Sunday. Get up early and, and listen to the 1984 Cubs. Like, remember, like, how Jim Fry screwed up the playoffs. Or, like, you know, n- none of that's happening at 9 in the morning. But um, there's only for the red carpet, off the mound with Ryan Dempster, which is like a sort of um, – uh, like a late show sort of thing, like late night with David Letterman or something. Um, and then uh, Harry karaoke they're doing. So I don't know what that's going to look like or where they're doing that or who can go, but, or if it's going to be like player singing karaoke, because that'd be kind of funny. But um, anyway, that's only for Friday night. I don't know what it's going to cost. I think it's just hologram Harry. <laughs> that would be <laughs> singing all your favorite tunes. Oh my God. That would, that would just, uh, that <laughs> I had to put him up. So um, anyway, I don't know what it's going to go for the one night because it's only like six o'clock to 10 o'clock. So you're paying for a four hour thing where, you know, you can see the players, I guess. But one hundred twenty dollars for the whole weekend to be able to go to like a convention and maybe get one autograph um, seems a little steep. And and it's the a really fact expensive that, bingo game. Yeah. And the yeah. fact and the fact that they are putting just the Friday on sale, which they have never done before at the last minute means to me that a lot of people said, I am not going to a hundred because they probably got to that convenience fee part and the taxes and saw that it was $150 to basically like do like what it would not even let's show up and see two guys from a below 500 team. That's what it is. Like we're not going to go get Chris Bryant's autograph or Anthony Rizzo or whatever. Like we're going to see whatever the hell it is we've got. Well, and and if you want some of the young guys, we don't even know on Monday, obvious shirts is having mash Mervis and uh, God, I forget who else he's going to have. It's Mervis and somebody else, but they're going to be over at Obvious Shirts, and I and maybe that ticket's a hundred dollars. But you're going to get two autographs out of the deal, and you're going to get to shake their hand and take a picture and get a shirt, and you know, you know, it's going to be a little bit different. And you have to stand outside in the cold and <laughs> as well. So anyway, uh, it's interesting. I'm gonna I'm interested to see what it's going to look like. If you're going to be around, I'll be around, but. Um, but I might just sneak in. I kind of don't want a ticket. Yeah, just and get a big to... box and walk in. If I look like this, they're just gonna, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what's your badge? I don't fucking know. Let me get out of my way. <laughs> I'm, my, I'm the guy with the sunscreen. <laughs> Tell him you're Guy Fieri, and you're going into. Yeah, I'm Guy Fieri. What's, what's his catchphrase? So I know. Is it I'm like, delivering. I'm delivering Flavor Town. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm taking you to Flavor Town, Cubs God. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. Uh, so if you're around, I'll be around. Lizzie McNeil's Friday night for sure. Um, so let's uh, let's pinch you off this show. Uh, I've got some some sad news. Some sad personal news. I don't want to bring it down totally, but I maybe some of you guys saw my tweet. But um, and some of you guys might know my cousin. Uh, I'm not sure. Her name's Jessica. She's my uh, youngest cousin, one side of the family. She had um, a, a stroke, and like, there's something that goes on in my family too. That like her niece has this thing called Moya Moya, and anyway, she had a stroke, and uh, it's it's very sad. Like uh, almost every time I've been in like Pittsburgh and like, tweeting out like me being in Pittsburgh, I'm with her every time. We're partying, we're having a good time. She's like my favorite cousin. We we have such fun together. You know, banjo night at the 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 uh the 
old man's hall, the lot, the moose lodge and stuff like that. She always finds the coolest shit to do. And she's really just like in trouble right now. So she's, um, uh, in the hospital, she's in an induced coma. Um, so any, anyhow, th- now she doesn't need anything. She, they have, you know, her and her man, they have enough money to get through this. They have insurance and stuff like that. They're in the hospital. What they kind of want though, is like messages of encouragement. And like, honestly, I'm not a praying man. Like people know me. I know I'm not religious or anything, but I, I do believe in like, you know, f- people feeling supported in tough times. So there's a, uh, a website called given kind. I just dropped the link in the chat. Um, I, I, you can look at my Twitter and then click on that link too, but it's, I just dropped this link now it's given kind. And you can just like make a message of encouragement. There is a place they give like a gift card, like for like, DoorDash or something like that. If you you know feel so inclined, like, I feel so helpless. So like I'm just like here's fifty dollars. Just you know have 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 uh, some Grubhub delivered or something. You know. But so anyway, I just w- was thinking like she's a big Pirates fan, and we you know she comes she came to Wrigley this last summer and a bunch of other times, and she loves baseball and she's really cool. And if you just would uh, maybe just like leave a message for her. Just being like, hey, love from Cubby Town, you know, something like that. You know, I'd, I'd really appreciate that to see like a bunch of outpouring of love and support from us. And uh, the other person I kind of want to bring up, as long as we're bringing it down here for a moment, is uh, Luis Medina, who I don't know if uh, you guys know what happened, but he, he lost his. Um, he's being very public about it, so I, otherwise I wouldn't bring it up. Um, his girlfriend died unexpectedly on Christmas Eve. And um, he's, you know, obviously devastated. He's my old co-host from outside the Ivy. He's been on Sunranta show a bunch. Great friend. We go to baseball games a lot. If you don't know him, you should because he's awesome. And he's going through some really hard times right now. I sent him a little package from the Sunranto show just to hopefully cheer him up when he opens the mail. Um, so I, I got him a uh, – I'll show it to you, actually, because I got one for myself. There were two left, and these were on sale, too. <laughs> Santurce Cangrejeros, uh, Luis oh, is nice. from Puerto Rico, and he had a Puerto Rican hat, and I saw these, and I was like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to get this for Luis. I'm going to send it to him. Um, and so I, I put that kind of from the ranters and from us, you know, just to show them that we're thinking about it. And, oh, uh, cool. and, and so just know that's going on with him. If you know him or just a word of encouragement or whatever, just like, you know, know he's, what he's tweeting out and just be supportive of him because um, we're Cub fans. It's what we do. Um, yeah, very sad. So um, I'll get off of this now. So uh, calendar-wise, we're going to be going the next couple Wednesday nights. Then we'll be going Thursday nights until spring training. So I'm going to drop yet another link in the chat, and that is the calendar, which you can subscribe to. It's also on the Sunranta Ranchers page of our shows. Now, it's incomplete for the year, but I'll get in there and start making the calendar and what we're going to try to do through the season um, and how we're going to make that work. And we, we're all going to meet about it and see what the season's going to look like. Cause we want to do new shit and make the show grow and have fun and bring on more guests and, and more bits and make it, you know, and we, and also I, it's the perfect time to suggest shit. If you've got some fun ideas for us, uh, you know, do it in the discord, do it on the ranchers page. Uh, but I've been on discord a lot lately, hanging out with, uh, with the Patreon people over there. So, and, and, uh, so if you got some suggestions, some idea pops in your head of what you'd like to see us do, like we're, we're all ears to that stuff, especially right now, like, um, be a lot of fun. Um, I'm going to make the calendar. 
soon. So um, this the rancher calendar is coming. Uh, it, it, it'll be it's not for sale yet, but I, I will put it for sale probably by next week's show. And um, uh, this year, I was thinking to myself, I have a bunch of pictures. I have thousands and thousands of pictures that I could definitely make this calendar on my own. But I thought, hey, I bet a lot of you guys have some great pictures too. So if you are so inclined and you would like to maybe at least be considered to have your picture like either as one of the main pictures or there's lots of little spaces on the calendar itself where I can like stick little pictures and just have the whole thing full of our pictures, you know, send me what, send me your best pictures. You can get in on it when there's, it's a day that there's not a birthday or something else like that. We're also trying to figure out how to keep track of birthdays of ranchers <laughs> because that is, I want to make a calendar and have everybody just go in and put their own birthday, but it don't, doesn't make, I, I don't know how to do it. Me and uh, I know Seth, how to do that. You do? Okay, yes. awesome. Because me and Seth Kennedy, thank you very much, Seth. We're trying to figure it out today. He thinks he figured it out. But um, IFG, I'm going to put you on this case and uh, share that calendar with you. Because then, then we can keep track of that. Because I'd like to announce those on the show and like sing everybody a birthday song like we're at Bettigan's. Every show, like, here's the people who got a birthday this week. And we were like, happy, happy birthday. We're really glad you came. Happy, happy birthday from the Rancher Gang. Exactly. See, it writes itself. Yeah, then you have to put on your birthday uh, bullshit. You've got to put on your birthday flair. All your big buttons. I'm wearing it right now. Look, I got a tie-dye. I'm ready for this season. This tie-dye alone is going to get us two wins. <laughs> that's a that's a two war tie dye. It's a two war tie dye. You see me out in the bleachers, <laughs> whoo! But everybody's gonna know where I am now. Be like, there's rocking that stupid fucking tie dye. Where's every game? <laughs> Thinking what? You know, it's good. I'm gonna call this my lucky shirt. Is that the birthday hat you got there? IFG is that the birthday hat? <laughs> no, it's, it is. No bowl. It is. It's like a cake. It is. It's a cake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, David Elliott says, I thought Billy was going to say we needed to put on our birthday suit. I I'm wearing mine. I'm going too, Billy, but you know, you, you kept a PG 13 with the flair. Yeah, I was, <laughs> well, I was going more Applebee's and Bennigan's instead of just being naked. So. <laughs> We're all naked under our clothes. So, um, what else do I got? Oh, yeah, it's your pictures, sunranto at gmail.com. Just, just email them to me. And in a, in a decent size, like five megabytes if you got it. Don't send me real small shit. It's going to look like crap. So um, then uh, also I want to just plug my trap. picture of me and Beach, Bleacher Jeff's seat in there. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, on his birthday. Yeah. <laughs> well, unfortunately, it's December. It's in December. It won't be. No. A, so it'll... Uh, it it maybe his birthday at some point because it almost linked up with Cubs caroling this year. It could oh, next yeah. year be Cubs caroling. We don't know. So uh, I'm going to drop another link in the chat. Trapdoor Theater is putting on a show called Princess of Ona. It's a theater where I am the <laughs> resident sound designer. Um, I'll read you a little blurb about it. Um, it's good, playing for six weeks. Opens next week. I'll be at opening night on Thursday. I don't know if there's tickets available, but if you want to hang out, I'll be there. Uh, Princess of Ona is a meditation on status, cruelty, and desire, confronting ideas of personal identity and the failure of existing value systems. Ooh. Dark, um, yeah, sounds sounds dark. Brighten up your January, <laughs> Princess Evona. Um, so very cool though. Trapdoortheater.com is where you can get tickets. Uh, theater spelled the fancy way with the R E because we like that. Ooh. Yeah, uh huh, uh huh. So we're gonna be we're gonna be on disc 
record after the show, having a just a little uh, hangout, maybe for an hour, and then we'll then we'll go to bed because it'll be late. Um, just to give us a, a, a second after the show's over to uh, pour our, uh, a, another beverage and uh, and come over to Discord, and um, then let's really end the show with oh wait, hashtag chance in the chat. We're still doing hashtag that chance. hashtag chance. You could win the. Chance postcard sent to you by me with a message of love and doom. And um, okay, TFC's in the chat or, or TFC's in the in the uh, brand here. Yeah, I've got two of them. Anybody? Anybody else? I have. I have. Um, I have two as well. You have two I as well. Say. Yeah. All right. I'm cutting well, one on the fly. Yeah, I'll I'll get going here. Uh, this is this is off of reddit and this is one of those uh well actually uh <laughs> talking about hosmer and pond amy pond says this sub is unbearable these same types all bitched and moaned in 2013 and 2014 too spring training 2015 even miserable people can't just enjoy life and see anything beyond three feet in front of them <laughs> Which is, you know, a little bitchy. But then R Shackleford 22 says, this sub didn't exist in 13 and 14. Shows how much you know. You weren't even part of the old R Cubs, if you can't remember that. Which was a dead sub. Oh, my God. God. They're not even telling each other how to fan anymore. They're telling each other how to Reddit. Like, what a bunch of losers. Jesus Christ. God, gatekeeping. Gatekeeping everywhere. Um. So, all right, here's I, I got this is a two parter. So, uh, our new catcher, Tucker Barnhart, uh, oh, he, he tweets oh. out he's got two little two little kids here. They both have Cubs jerseys that say Barnhart on them. He's wearing they're wearing number eighteen. I and, just know this is going somewhere terrible. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Austin Ports says to Tucker Barnhart, tweets at him, says, "How dare you wear Ben Zobris number?" <laughs> <laughs> IDC, I don't care that Zoe only played four years, but he got the most important oh hit in the most important game in franchise history. Please retire his number for good, Cubs. And Braxton goes, did you cry this much when Schwindel wore it? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dude, this is, yeah. Settle down, Austin. Settle down. Oh, okay. my God. How old was that kid when that happened? Like six? Yeah, right. Probably. Was he even alive? Yeah, I don't yeah. Know. The the littlest one for sure. Like, I don't think he was alive then. No, I mean Austin. No, Austin. Oh, yeah, Austin. we're talking about the tweet guy. Yeah, Austin. Oh, yeah, he guy. looks pretty young. Yeah. Yeah. Oh looks, God, he does. Yeah. He's either twelve or twenty-two. But I can't he's tell. Very mad about this. You know, I mean, it was his favorite player when he was seven, and I understand what that's like. <laughs> what Big a, mad online. What, what Big mad. And and by the way. Austin, you fucking idiot. The most important hit was the Miguel Montero hit that actually put him over for the fucking lead because just because Zobris got the game-winning hit, that wouldn't have been the game-winning hit if the Cubs had stopped scoring. Miguel yep. Montero did it. Yep. Well, yeah, come all, a break. All I mean, Ben Zobris drove home Kyle Schwarber slash Albert Almora. Like, it was it was the go ahead run, but yeah. it wasn't the run that ultimately fucking won the, won game. the game, yeah. World Series, right. which I will forever argue. I will die on this hill. The Miguel Montero hit 
was the most important hit. Not absolutely. Benzo. Just cut the kid a break. He's ports in his heart out. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, but the yellow. I mean, it's just of all pictures. Like it's just the cutest thing. Like, like these. Just say, oh, kids. cute. Move on. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. No guy had to be mad. They got to be mad. So, all right, what's what's your next one? All right, so I got another one here from from Reddit talking about uh, the Hosmer and you know the fact that he only cost seven hundred twenty thousand dollars, so it's you know whatever. And uh, the fake Tim Shady writes, "Thank you. Hey, I brought this raccoon to your house. It could be a nice pet. It cost me nothing. <laughs> <laughs> pretty 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 fair comp. I liked it. I liked it." <laughs> so it, it here's uh my last one this is just like a quick I, I you know twitter has been broken lately it just you know every now and then i look at you know what's trending on twitter and i get so confused and i'm like what why pat sajak you know like what was going on you know what did he say and there's nothing like he didn't say anything nothing happened like it's just pat sajak's trading for no reason so uh the other day i looked over and i i found this uh, like end of the world and end times ish that these three things were trending right in a row uh you have bob newhart the white Sox and the kkk just like all at once and i had to screenshot that i'm like what is going on in a world where bob newhart white Sox, and kkk are all taking up people's days in my twitter feed i don't know strange white socks white caps oh mm. white guy yeah, a lot of whiteness huh? in there yeah, a lot of whitewashing yeah it really it really is so um yeah so that was that was fun, guys. I really enjoyed. Um, and Billy, thanks for hanging out. I, I I tried to tried to get rid of you, but you stayed. You know, no, I, no, I, I didn't I, have anything to do. Yeah, you know, like eh, being a podcast, why not? He, yeah. he, he yeah, knows yeah. the score. It doesn't it doesn't end early. No, and I'm I'm always <laughs> in for it. And I haven't done mine in a hot minute, so we haven't had uh, too much to talk about. Yeah, you need well, things so. to talk about. Yeah, yeah. You're well with the Reds. About, yeah. Well, we haven't. Your podcast is about, about baseball. Years. Yeah, yeah, I know it's crazy. <laughs> Hear me out. Three twenty so, winning percentage by the All Star break. You <laughs> You'll be looking up at us. Um, oh. so, uh, I'm I'm curious as to look at some of the other teams' schedules in the Central. We might just see some like topsy turvy things because it, the balanced schedule is so unbalanced. So like, who knows? <laughs> Maybe the Pirates' beginning of their season is total dog shit and they're like end up 500 by the all-star break we should buy but then they play like the padres and the dodgers at the end of the season well what if what if the cardinals get the easy schedule that the cubs don't have and then in august and september it's just fucking first place teams after first place teams and they just get destroyed and that's why everybody thinks the brewers are going to do well this year Mm. They just end up popping out on top at the end because they just add the only team with an actually balanced schedule where they right. just like, <laughs> you know, we play good teams. We play bad teams. We play good teams. We play bad teams. Yeah. Anyhow, it does matter when you catch a team. That's for sure. And so anyway, it's it. It's, I'm interested to see how that plays out, and I'm interested to see how the shift plays out. But we got a long time to, before we get there. In the meantime, let's get the off-season blues. And um, IFG, thanks for hanging out, and uh, and we'll see you over at Discord and uh, Cotton. Uh, you two, you gonna y'all coming over there? Yeah, I'll shoot over there. I'll make an appearance. All right, cool. Yeah. 
All right, Spagog, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. You guys are – oh, wait, Chance. Oh, my God. I almost, yeah, forgot. You almost forgot Chance. Chance. I, I do that sometimes. We all know that. I'm getting old. I'm getting old over here. I'm slipping. Um, so, all right, where is it? <laughs> here we go. We will share the screen. Uh, hashtag Chance, it's your last hashtag Chance to get into the hashtag Chance contest. Here we go. Did you see Willow is in there. Clint Nathan, congratulations. You are the winner. I don't know if I actually have your information to send you a postcard. So please shoot me a message on one of my messaging apps and let me know uh, who you are and where I can send your stuff. I, I think we actually talked once. I feel like Clint has won one other time. Is that is that possible? A while back. Okay. So, uh, yeah, and you, either way, uh, make sure I have your information because I'd love to send you my message of hope and doom. Congratulations. You are now entered to win a giant prize. In And uh, I wanted to wait till uh, I have an idea for the chance. You know, last, last time it was just the one thing that we gave away? What was yeah. it? I forget what it was. Pedro Strope. Pedro Strope, yeah. So this I'm time good. I want to I get a bonanza, a smorgasbord. So every month... You're, I'm going to add something to the chance. There we and, go. And so, and, and it'll be little things, big things, but in the end, here's the first thing, a Greg Maddox Don Russ rookie card. That is the first Whoa. thing going in the chance bonanza. This is what you get. Um, if you win uh, at the end of the year. So you got to wait all the way to the Christmas show. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so that's, I mean, that's one of the things you, there'd be 12 other things. Oh, no, at 11 least. other things. At least. At least. So, um, Spagog, everybody. I'll see you. We'll see you next Wednesday. And Good we'll talking, see- everybody. Spagog! Patreon Thank you for having one. me. Bye. <laughs>
of ivy growing on the wall And the horribly cold and gray Chicago soul-crushing miserable winter will be over Pitcher is mad and 